her hardest hue to hold. Her early leaf's a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf. So Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down to day. Nothing black and gold can stay. Nothing? <laughs> Snaps? Thank you. I feel like you're just... Am I in a... Am I, what's happening? Because NXT is the black and gold brand, Rachel. Oh, that's, that's, and this that's is, true. This, we're lamenting it. It's, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> is it gone? Well, kind of. It's white and gold now. It's not the same. That's true. It does have the weird logo now, yeah. It's better than the 2.0. <laughs> I'm Kevin. And I'm Rachel. And this is Shelf Life! A podcast for a brother and sister team. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. You blew out your mic. I, it's I, so I, quiet I'm now. Sure I did. Hang on. I'm waiting <laughs> for it to come back. I, I <coughs> stepped back. I stepped back. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Calm down. A podcast where a brother and sister team always shake hands and hug after a disagreement. And also... Hug it out. Hug it out. Are going through all things pop culture one at a time. We call them walkthroughs. And we determine whether or not the subject at hand goes on your shelf. Now, Rachel has been lacing up her boots. She's putting on her elbow pads and her knee pads. Oh, yeah. Because... A lot of spandex. Rachel... <laughs> a lot of spandex. Just a lot what, of spandex. What is up? I wear the shorts and the t-shirt, like KO. What is up? I probably have like the bicycle shorts. Yeah, you know? I could probably get away with the bicycle shorts. You're right. Yeah. Well, no, I I would. Oh, uh, I, I mean, I guess you could. I think you would wear those under like regular shorts. Yeah, probably. Like I said, I, yeah. I'd be Kevin Owens. Rachel, what? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not wearing the tights. What is up for contention to the shelf? Today. Today, we are going into the ring with WWE NXT TakeOver NXT Arrival. 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 I tried to say it fun. I don't know That's if it came fine. out. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's, there is that WWE guy, that like voice guy that they always had that was like, you know, yeah, WWE like the, the, like, yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah. Like WrestleMania, yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like, he does that voice, and it's so good. I don't know if he was around for NXT, or if he was already gone. But I don't think they have him again. I, it's probably some terrible voice. If if the probably. if the announcers are anything to be believed, like, then it's just some generic, like, oh, WWE Backlash or something. Oh, yeah. like NXT that. TakeOver. Yeah. <laughs> yes, folks at home, we are going back to the ring. We're doing another professional wrestling episode this time we are going to my personal favorite i don't know about you rachel i would say probably just based on the fact that this is the one this is the brand that we went to that we've gone to twice live shows to mo i think three times three times twice in a day we went we went twice in the same day <laughs> we went to we've been to three takeovers we went to three takeovers. it was fun it was fun yeah those were good yeah, NXT is a fun one to go to. NXT Black and Gold. We are starting the journey into NXT. It's my favorite wrestling promotion and time period. Uh, I'd say as a as a fan, probably. So I was like, well, we got to do all the takeovers because if we're gonna do professional wrestling on this show, we have to do professional wrestling that you and I 
have fun with, and that is Arrival. <laughs> arrival. So <laughs> why does it sound like that? Because <laughs> that's how you got to do it. A lot of stuff to talk about with with this one, but Rachel, I will. As always, defer to you. What do you think about oh. when you think about NXT? Do you remember, have you watched this particular NXT Arrival show before? Or what are you kind of looking forward I, to when it comes to NXT? Because it is different. I must have. It's different than WWE, in my opinion. Sure. It's a completely different animal. Sure. So I'm pretty sure I've, I must have seen this. And there there must have been a day that you like had me watch this. Or we watched it or on like when it was live or something. Yeah. Which makes sense to me. Do I remember it? No, because... There's so many different things that we watch at this point that sometimes I just don't remember. Sure. But to me, NXT is definitely more of like the up and comers. It's the kind of more of like they can get away with more, I feel like, with, with NXT. They yeah. get to have, like play more yep. and have fun. And it's more exciting than regular WWE, which is, <laughs> which feel well, I, look, but, uh, look, uh, look yeah. it just feels less like scripty script. Like, yes. <laughs> Yes, the the black and gold in particular, probably. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, but that's what I think of with yeah. NXT. So. Because it's a little bit different now. Because, it, well, first I'll give my I'll give my my thoughts. Because, like I said, this 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 one's one of my favorites. It's why I like AEW now too. Because they, clearly, the two of them have similar, like, vibes. They have the same beat. Yeah. yeah. I remember finding out about nxt through a website that talked about and like reviewed the wrestling shows and the guy mm-hmm. that that wrote the articles was a very good writer he turns out to be a, it turns out he was an alleged sex pest but he oh, was great. a good of writer course. very good writer and he raved about this show on hulu called nxt and eventually then the wwe network enough people across the internet were like you've got to see this cesaro Sami Zayn match you've just got to see this cesaro Sami Zayn match that I went and watched it on Hulu and was like, oh, okay, so like the WWE can be good. Because at the time, <laughs> at the time, the only things that I remember, I remember watching WWE for two or three reasons. Those three reasons being Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and AJ yes. Lee. And other right. than that, that's <laughs> true. It it's was so true. I love no, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> there's nothing to fucking watch that show for. I should be wearing my yes, yes, yes shirt. Well, I like am one of the I, only wrestling, or the hug I, it out shirt I have. I'm wearing the competitions <laughs> shirt, so. Well, mine's technically would have still been. Yeah, yours would have been appropriate. He's with the competition now too. So, I just think hug it out would have been funny. Oh yeah, that's you what have they that were hug it out. I forgot that I, I got you the hug it out shirt. It's a drawing. I forgot it's that it out. I got you that. Yeah. Uh, so, but but I mean, we are we're fans of it. Rachel and I in the studio have NXT championships hanging up on our respective sides. I have the old school NXT championship belt. Rachel's got the NXT women's championship. The Asuka version, the badass version. That's right. (laughs) I remember watching, in particular, this golden era, this 2014 era, with Dad. Dad and... Because I lived at, at Mom and Dad's when this was going on, and... After work, I would, like, come home and whatever. And Dad and I would watch Lucha Underground on Wednesdays. <laughs> and then on Thursdays, we would watch NXT. And then we would watch the football game. Because there would be, like, a football game. So, like, that was our routine. So I remember watching this show with him. Okay. And I remember watching all of the 2014 takeovers with him. 
yeah. the dad dad is a wrestling fan by like i just wanted to see the good wrestling and doesn't get like super into it there's a moment at wrestlemania 30 that i remember him kind of like popping for and i <gasps> popped and he popped <laughs> he popped at a takeover a few takeovers takeovers for now when we get to it i'll i'll, I'll you know say when he popped oh it's gonna be exciting i probably pop it's... I just, I, being at, like, the little hole in the wall when NXT was a lot smaller, and we went yes. to that place, we had to stand outside, and... Yeah, we'll have to tell that when, and it, when we get to And it. then flippin' Finn r- runs down. Yeah. <laughs> it was Finn. And he runs down the side saying, oh, I'm sorry, us. like, we're, we're coming back. I wanted you to shake his hand, goddammit. He was, he was high-fiving people, shaking hands, chatting. I, he probably would have taken a picture with you. I guess we have to explain it a little bit, too. In the, In my opinion... And Finn, ba- I'll, I'll quote Finn Balor in there, and I'll kind of say what like my opinion is on this too, because we were talking about like WWE versus NXT. He says, Finn says, WWE is like Hollywood, and NXT is like Broadway, where it's the same idea. It's it's you're trying to get you're trying to do the same thing, but with Broadway, you're doing it to an audience that is way more selective. And, oh, yeah. and in Hollywood, you're, like, trying to be more big and bombastic. And Broad, in Broadway, you're, like, yeah. this, you know, you're you're on the stage. You have, to, you have to convey everything. What you're getting at, Rachel, is the type of audience that this started to attract. Now, I don't know if they planned on this. I don't know Probably if they planned not. on it at all. <laughs> but because of what NXT becomes, it was a little more mature. It was an older audience. It was a snarkier audience. It was a more obnoxious audience, probably. It was less kiddish. It, yeah. it was adults that were like, yeah, this is really kind of fun. Like, when we went to the show, it was nothing but adults. I do remember we parked... There were a couple kids, maybe. Yeah, we, like... I remember specifically, I was trying to be nice to a little kid. We parked next to him, and he was w- decked in Finn Balor gear. Sure. And yes, so I, yes, like, I, I remember I, the I kid! Took my ho- I, like, unzipped my hoodie, and I was like, yeah, Finn! Like, showed him, and he gave me, like, a thumbs up. It's um, so cute. It's so fun to have like the kids around because they get so into it. But it is it is like a, a more adult audience, and it just became Triple H would say it became underground because it was the ca- yeah. it was the counterculture to what WWE was doing, which is weird because they were doing their like they they came up with their own alternative, and then yeah. that's why I'm glad AEW exists because it's like it's a true alternative. It's something that right. has nothing to do with it. So you can't get bogged down in WWE's bullshit because it's it's completely right. outside the realm. But this was like the first steps to that, where it's like, oh shit, like these guys can be great yeah. at wrestling. It, it doesn't right. have to be Vince's idea of what wrestling. No, well, hey, hang on a second. Let me stop. Right <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> Let me just stop it right there. Look, my family's still a part of this. I I get final say in everything. And when I wanted That's to kill NXT, I killed it. That's the problem with you, though, Vince. That's the problem. What? what <laughs> let me let me tell you this. Now, you can say that that's a problem, but the reality is, I make more money by burying NXT. And yes, my... we all know that's the only reason you do anything. No, my my <laughs> son, my son had a specific mission. My son, Triple H, had a specific mission, and it was to kill AEW, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. shitty little rink-a-dink <laughs> wrestling promotion. They aren't entertainment. 
they're wrestling and they're disgust me. <laughs> and instead of being able to do it, he couldn't kill it. So I killed him. So dumb. It's true, but it's so dumb. And just because he and my daughter decided to try to get me fired from the board so that he could take over all of WWE does not mean... know any of that. That's well, great. he... I don't know who got him fired the from the board. The man is old. Look. <laughs> if I want to have a sexual affair with a paralegal on my desk, I should be allowed to do that. It's my That's desk. That's so gross. It's my desk. <sighs> and I got the last laugh because now my son, Triple H, has to do all of the shows. He put Shawn Michaels in charge NXT. Like, that's gonna work. And I get to reap all the benefits. That's right. How do you feel about that? <laughs> At the end of the day, I win. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> you win, and the audience loses. <laughs> so that is the journey that we're going to be telling, is the black and gold journey from this... Do you like that, guys? Are you excited for that? <laughs> I don't know how long it'll take. We'll probably be old but by the time we get to take over 32 or whatever the hell the last one is. But we're going to do all of the NXT takeovers to take you through it, meaning we're going to finish the story with the last black and gold NXT TakeOver. It goes out with a very, 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 very NXT match. And then it explodes into NXT 2.0. But we're not going to talk about that. At least <laughs> at least yet. But we are going to go from this humble beginning of just this, like, what the hell are we doing here with this developmental league into what became this super indie, as they call it. It's this ind like a, a, almost an independent promotion that was mm -hmm. connected to the WWE and owned by the WWE. But underground. But underground. Somebody put it this way where they said NXT is the perfect blend of independent professional wrestling which and, and different styles of wrestling other than just mm -hmm. WWE style. It brings in Lucha Libre. It brings in New Japan Strong Style. It brings in the Europeans. It brings in Matt Wrestling. It brings in the Flippies. It brings in all this stuff. And... WWE's production value, which is still second to none. They still do it better than AEW. I think AEW's trying, but WWE's production is second to none. Sure. So let's talk about a little bit of how this came to be, of how we got get to NXT Arrival. I won't go like crazy in detail, and I'm sure I'll cut half of it, but let's talk about it before we get into the walkthrough. So it starts in 2010. 2010, Vince comes out during ECW, now, Rachel, you remember ECW. I do. But at the time, ECW was their quote-unquote like little league, like a developmental mm -hmm. promotion, where it was guys that came into the company or it was looked down upon. Vince didn't want ECW. He really didn't. But he was like, well, we can do something with it. And, and it, they got like a deal to put it on sci-fi. So ECW was on sci-fi, the channel. He comes out one day and he tells the crowd... They, like, recorded it before SmackDown or something, I think. Okay. He, and he tells the crowd that ECW is canceled. Oh. <laughs> it just goes out. All right, there it is. But in its place, we will have the next evolution of WWE and the next evolution of television history. <laughs> yeah, television he's history. He's very dramatic. Oh, he's so God. dramatic. I mean, he's, he's a carny. It's, you know, it's sort of the thing. So they take this thing 
that was their true developmental. So they had a true developmental system in Ohio called Ohio Valley Wrestling during the 2000s. In 2002, for instance, it had John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, and Brock Lesnar were all at OVW. <laughs> like, wouldn't that wow. be a show to go to? That's a show right there. They moved it to Florida at some point and became Florida Championship Wrestling, so it became FCW. And guys like Seth Rollins and John Moxley and Roman Reigns were all at FCW. <laughs> so yeah. they decide that they're going to make this show called NXT. Obviously referring to the word next because it's like the, the next generation. Oh, I guess I should be doing Triple H for a lot of this. The next generation uh, was going to be NXT. <laughs> that sounds a bit, that, that sounds more like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... They come up with this ridiculously stupid, terrible idea where they're going to take, we're going to take rookies that just signed with us, no matter how much experience they actually have, and we're going to pair them up with pros, our guys, because the WWE guys are real superstars, and they're going to do reality-based acrobatic competitions. So they would have to do, like, jungle gym shit. And things That's like interesting. that. Like like uh, Ultimate Warrior type stuff? Yeah. So you, Almost? Yes, exactly. So you had okay. Brian Danielson, famously, is paired up with The Miz on the first season of NXT. Wow. So, <laughs> so you've got Daniel Bryan paired up with The Miz, which, which became a great feud. The, the fact that the, it, it was the, the root of the Miz and Daniel yeah, Bryan's really? feud is, is this fact. And Daniel Bryan competed in the first match on the show. He faced Chris Jericho in the first match on NXT, mm -hmm. which is on a Blu-ray that I happen to own. I own volume trips. Mr. Levesque, if you're listening, can you come out with the NXT best of volume two for the black <laughs> and gold brand? Because I've only got volume one because I'm pretty sure that's the only one that came out and it stops somewhere around like 2017, 2016. And I want to get the rest of it. If you could do that for me, that would be great. Folks at home, if there is such a thing, let me know. Cause I will go buy that. <laughs> I don't oh, care yeah. if I have Peacock. I'll still go buy that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I already kind of figure what Kevin's thinking here. <laughs> they have this terrible show and there are some good moments. Dan O'Brien does a promo about how Michael Cole's a hack and he just tells, he just says whatever Vince McMahon wants him to say. He does this awesome promo and Regal and Jericho and, and Punk all are like trying to not smile because it's so good and all this stuff. But it's a terrible idea. They do like four seasons of this where they're taking these wrestlers and these in indie guys and they're doing this stuff. Eventually, they decide that they're going to do something else with it. And it was going to be this, like, different type of competition where it was just going to be, like, all rookies. Seth Rollins mm -hmm. was going to be in it. Big E was going to be in it. Bo Dallas was going to be in it. I don't know who made the call. I think I have an idea of who made the call. <laughs> but they decide, let's not do that show. Let's instead turn FCW mm -hmm. into NXT. And we're going to make it a developmental show we're not going to put it on TV. We're going to put it on Hulu instead or streaming services. I think it was on probably multiple streaming services. I remember it being on Hulu. And they decided to go to Full Sail University. So Full Sail University is this, I don't even know. I have no idea what kind of a place Full Sail University is. I don't want to disparage anyone for what it could be. It's a for-profit college. 
Okay. In uh, Orlando or like near Orlando. I think they do a bunch of stuff with like design and audio engineering and that kind of thing. Okay. Which maybe that's why they were like, oh, we could go there because it's like, you know, like they, they would have the stuff ready for production, for like a TV production. Sure. Right. So they, they decide to go to Full Sail University to do NXT. They make this show with, oh, you know what, Hunter? You're going to be in charge of NXT because one day you might have to take over for me well that sounds uh pretty great vince uh, i'll make nxt so triple h becomes the head booker of nxt he becomes the the guy in charge of nxt he brings with him his pat patterson william regal so rachel if we end up having to do a regal get in here uh you have to do William Regal for that. Oh, how am I going to do a Regal? <laughs> I don't know if I can do the, the voice. Oh, I have to hear it again, and then maybe I can do it. It's just a very, that it's a, you know, it's kind of a posh it's very pompous, you know, yes, you got to, Blackpool, you got the, Blackpool. You just got to go like this, and you got to talk, and you just got to go yeah. like, uh, go over your voice like this, and like, forget what the hell you're talking about, and then come back to it. Yeah. So, William Regal is a coach. Dusty Rhodes, baby. Is, oh, yeah. Dusty Rhodes is a good one. Is, that's an easy one to do. Yeah, he's easy to do. This is what <laughs> I think we're going to do with your gimmick, baby. We're going to make you into... You're going to be like a little fangirl, baby. You're going to be Bailey, baby. Oh, everybody's going <laughs> to love you. The little kids are going to have a, so much fun with you, baby. I think he came up with Bailey. Uh, he, I wouldn't, he I wouldn't was, be surprised, he was, honestly. He's the Paul Heyman for Triple H. Ooh, uh, Paul Heyman is kind of the Paul Heyman for Triple H now, but like the guy that, you know, he's going to help with creative. He's going to help, help with storylines. He's going to help build the characters. And then uh, Sarah Del Rey is going to be a coach, co- help coach up the women's side of the roster. Mm-hmm. One thing that I'll say about it, and I could say it now or I could say it during the women's match. <sighs> I'll wait for the women's match to do it. Um <laughs> But but the, but they're they're gonna try to make like a women's side of the roster. Shawn Michaels is gonna show up. He's gonna do some coaching. I'm probably forgetting some people that that did the coaching or, or helped out there. I'll, I'm gonna hope that I remember them. But Triple H has has his core, and it becomes like I said, this little like, wow, the characters are really fun on this show. It's an hour long mm-hmm. each week, and the character work is fun. It's a it's a lot less stressful of an environment where. They're just kind of playing around with stuff. Yeah. The matches yeah. aren't great because they're learning. At least a lot of them are. But it's a good show through 2012 and 2013. Bray Wyatt comes in and he's pretty dominant. And he comes up with the cult hillbilly character. Which is fantastic. Which is fantastic. <laughs> Big E is the champion for a while. Oh, his yeah, his gimmick yeah, is that yeah, he, yeah. he he makes you he makes the ref count to five instead of three. He wants the them to be down for five. <laughs> uh, Bo Dallas ends up winning the championship at some point. We'll get to him, Rachel. Uh, I, Rachel Rachel cringed at the just the name. Uh, I love him though. I love him. Yeah. Which is the funnier part. Yeah, I cringe, but at the same time, it's because I like remember things. <laughs> and then Sami Zayn debuts. Sami Zayn was El Generico on the Indies. He comes into WWE as Sami Zayn. 
Cesaro, Antonio Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli, now in AEW, comes out and says he like will do an open challenge to anybody in the in the back. Sami Zayn answers it. They have a really good match. Sami Zayn wins. They go on to have a feud. And then in August of 2013, they have a two out of three falls match. Hmm. And the people in full sale at this point, the audience has become that snarky, smart crowd that is too smart for their own good. And the match is on this Blu-ray that I told you I own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might make you watch it at some point. It's not as I don't think it's as good as the one that they have at Arrival, personally. But the crowd is crazy into it. And when it's over, Cesaro wins, and they chant Match of the Year. Wow, that's the that's the match wow. that's the match that goes viral, and that's the match that everybody says you've got to see it, you've got to see it, you've got to see it. And NXT becomes something different. Where, yes, it's developmental, but now, holy shit, they're going to let them wrestle like this. They're going right. to be, they're going to try to wrestle like this. It ups the game. No it pun does. intended. I am the game. <laughs> God. First of all. It's all about the game and how you play it. <laughs> well, the interesting thing about Trips at this point, maybe we'll get it more in the walkthrough, is he is like the ultimate heel for some things that he was doing on the Yeah, but he's roster. always been good at being a heel. Yeah, he is a heel. He's so good at that. That's just him. But he's Papa H. Oh, yeah. In NXT. He's Uncle Tr- Uncle, Uncle Tr- Paul to, like, everybody <laughs> in NXT. Well, because he, he doesn't try to be McMahon. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see him being, like, the fun uncle. Yeah. Versus, you know, the, the, the McMahon parallel. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the wrestlers seem to love Vince. CM Punk still says that he, he, he doesn't have anything against Vince. He hates Triple H. No. Sure. We'll <laughs> Which we'll, punk. We'll, we'll get that into. makes sense too, though. That also just makes sense. Y- yes. Anyways, <laughs> I could see them, like on, on a personal level, p- potentially. I don't know. They might not. They probably hate him on a business level. Maybe I don't know. It's hard to say. Like sure. they, they put like I could see them liking him on a personal level. Sure. Yeah. So, the matches now, like everything is is built up. Before that, Emma and Paige have a match to crown the first women's champion mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to hear in 2014 because they weren't calling them women like were you as taken aback by me as me when they kept calling them divas divas it sounded so fucking weird it's so weird it's so weird because i kept thinking was like no there's so many male divas in wrestling that they may as well just call them like it was so <laughs> odd to hear them called divas. Yeah, they call the they call the women's divas, and it's just very weird. And they and they do that but for it, a it's, little it's, while. Like honestly, it sounds like oh, and the divas, and that doesn't even sound like they're wrestlers. It sounds like the reality show that it turns into, like <laughs> or the, at least the WWE thing that could, the total that, divas. that turns into. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, so that's why I think that's why they kept goes. that branding, even when NXT's women's division was like sure. the women's division. Right. It's just so weird. It, it sounded so <laughs> strange. But like all of this stuff is starting to to come up and there's a disconnect that's starting to really be shown between these people that are going from NXT to the main roster. Yeah. 
because that's like the ultimate goal is you're going from NXT now to the main roster. Kind of, it's like at least like, at this uh, point you graduate. Yeah, at to le- the main at, roster. At least at yeah. this point, yeah. At this point, otherwise I'd want to stay. I always, I always remember watching NXT going. You just want to stay. Just let them don't, stay. Don't, don't yeah. leave. Don't and leave. <laughs> it, it it both helped NXT because it allowed Triple H and company to do a full arc with all mm-hmm. of their characters. They were able to introduce these characters. The characters grow. The characters have a beginning, middle, and an end. And the end always leaves with them going to Raw and SmackDown. That's true. And if you watch NXT in a bubble like that, it makes the product really good. Because unlike a comic book or usual professional wrestling, it doesn't get stale. There's no stale points because the person's going to leave. Maybe they'll come back. But you miss them. You know what I mean? Yes. And and I think that's what was good about wrestling back in the territory days, which we weren't alive for, where people would come into the your local territory, they'd wrestle for mm-hmm. a little while, and then they'd go to the next one. And they would come back, and they would leave, and they would come back. So, like, there was always something new. There was always new people part of the storylines. Sure. So that works out for NXT. It makes it hard for Raw and SmackDown because these characters have already done their arc. So when they get to Raw and SmackDown, one, the crowd that is a different crowd. Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. is a different crowd. Rachel, you and I went to a Raw with a friend. Mm-hmm. Bo yes. Dallas and Emma were on it, and I was doing yes. the Emma dance, and you and yes. I were chanting for Bo. Well, you were chanting for Max because I think he was wrestling Bo. But well, but uh, I was I was doing both. I would do both chants. I'm I'm bad like that. I flip flop. But the. <laughs> Our friend. They, they just didn't they didn't they didn't catch on because right the crowd was like who are these people and and it was for a different completely different audience it was for an older yeah, so you have smarter like the smaller... wrestling fan audience you have that small percentage that is at Raw doing all of that, and they're kind of like, how, like, what does that mean? What is that a part of? Yeah. I don't understand the story. And that, and, the, and that it does confuse it. I blame on the fact that Triple H saw what the future was, because if you watch wrestling now, there's a lot of problems with WWE, but it is way more influenced by NXT mm. now than like pre-pandemic, I would sure. say for sure. And that's because Triple H is in charge of creative now or supposedly but (laughs) it's also something where now you can have these nxt type characters in Mm -hmm. raw and smackdown but vince didn't get it so he was like none of this makes any sense like we'll we'll point that out as we go half of this fucking show is in aew now because (laughs) that's where they can thrive now i will say this what we start with Sami Zayn, and Sami is the hero of N- of nxt black and gold okay it's, it, like i guess it's either it's sammy finn bailey or johnny gargano like it's one of those four it's probably all four of them at different points it's in time. probably the f- yeah i was gonna say it, you got like the four right there yeah, that's but the like four. those are the four heroes of nxt yeah and sammy because is now like currently as we record this the hero of raw and smackdown Sure. So he's the most successful. Like he w- he was able to do the hero everywhere, but that's because he's Sammy right. fucking Zayn. Yeah, he's Sammy Zayn. He's he's fantastic. So <laughs> which we'll get into. So anyway, anyway. So they they doing this thing, and at the same time, WWE is coming out with a WWE network, which was way ahead of its time. 
We're going to do mm-hmm. all of the pay-per-views on the, on the network. We're going to have the entire back catalog on the network. I loved it when it first came out. I was like, this is amazing. I watched Royal Royal. I remember when it first came out and it wasn't, it lagged a lot. It wasn't great, but I mm-hmm. watched Royal Rumbles and WrestleManias. And I was watching all this shit that I had never seen before because like, when would you have been able to see it? It was fantastic. And what they were going to do, the first pay-per-view that was going to be on it was WrestleMania 30. So Triple H, well, how about um, to get all of the potential technical issues out, uh, we do a live special uh, with NXT. So then Hmm. if anything goes wrong, it's just (laughs) NXT. So he, he was like, why don't we do it? NXT arrival. He was like, "It'll be a good commercial for NXT. People will see it that didn't see it before. It'll be the fir- it'll be a good test." And everybody's like, "That's a great idea. Let's do it." So they come up with NXT arrival, and in February twenty seventh of twenty fourteen, they do a live show from Full Sail University that is NXT arrival, the first NXT takeover event. Anything else, Rachel, to to discuss about NXT before we walk through arrival? I'm ready. Let's go. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I said, Are you ready? Yeah! <laughs> I can't do a whole audience yeah. of people we'll put, yelling. We'll, we'll put in a thing. So after a word from our fake sponsor, we will walk through NXT Arrival. Attitude. Attitude. You take a handful of pain and a touch of disdain, then throw in some taker and cane. Do you smell what the rock is wearing as the man with no sense of smell? WWF cologne for men and eau de toilette for women. It's 100% pure attitude in a bottle. To order, call 815-734-1161. Visit the WWF website or send $19.99 plus shipping and handling to the address on your screen. Smell what you're wearing, daddy-o. And we're back with the walkthrough for NXT Arrival, the first NXT show. The well, we did Interstellar last time, so I was gonna say the newest thing we've ever recorded, but it's the second newest thing we ever recorded because we did Interstellar and that came yeah, out in the right. fall of 2014. <laughs> it's come out in the <laughs> same year, winter of 20- the era. So the show begins with the then now forever logo, my favorite WWE thing, I think, because they still do the then now forever, but I think John Cena talks over it, and it's like, why do you have to have somebody say then now forever? Like, yeah, that just seemed kind is of it odd. for people that are illiterate? Like, what are we doing that for? It's fine with just the words. It just felt, it just seems, it seems superfluous. Redundant? Yeah. yeah. It's very WWE, I guess. Yeah, you know what it is. It is, yeah. Well, you know, our, our fans are fucking idiots. So how are they going to know that that says then, now, and forever? They can't. How do they know, understand? They, they can't need to hear read. the feeling. They can't read. The show begins... With these two pyramids of light. Yeah, that's so weird. It's like, I liked the look of it, but it is like these two like weird pyramids of light. And it's like all black. 
there's this ominous music playing in the background you can hear the audience a little bit but i think it's supposed to be like like clouds and like this like do 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 yeah i think it's like hovering over the ring yeah yeah i couldn't tell if it was the entranceway or the ring but it is above the ring and then triple h of course because he's triple h has to go are you ready okay now rachel rachel was doing an impression of him rachel can you explain i don't know why he does this is this because that's the only way he can do the triple h voice because you're absolutely right please explain (laughs) all right he does this thing where he kind of like takes away his neck he like hunches with his his shoulders up to his ears and he's wearing a suit mind you okay yeah he does this when he's wearing just his wrestling stuff and or like a long time ago he when he was on that, steroids yeah. <laughs> I, i'm wondering if that's what it's from because like my heart condition so is muscles. not because of the steroids i've told you all this before uh anyway i'm sorry Continue. consult your doctor anyways <laughs> But yeah, so he like hunches and he like, I think he's flexing. He's flexing through the suit. I think that's right. Okay. So he's like, and he's like doing this like flexing thing. Yeah, I think that's And then he does the voice. Are you ready? And then, yeah, Yeah. it's bone saws ready is where I was going with that. Bone (laughs) saws ready. (laughs) You're right. I never put those together. Has he ever not done that before? Of having what, one of saying, are you ready at any point in his career? And then having Bonesaw say, Bonesaw is ready? <laughs> Folks at home, get on that if no one's done that before. That's a perfect meme. <laughs> you could take the one from this show. That's true. So Triple H says, are you ready? Because that was his thing when he was in DX. He would always go, are, are you ready? Oh, no, that's how the DX music started. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> so I never, I never realized that's why he would always you didn't do know that. that? I'm just thinking of it now. It's, it makes sense. Yeah. Are you ready? So the, yeah. there's a spotlight that comes on him because even at his best. Very dramatic. Papa H makes it a little bit about him. Just a little bit. Oh, please. It, he always has wanted <laughs> Even when he was Hunter Hearst Hemsley, like... When he was called Hunter, like, he, it had to be about him. At, it always has to be about least, him. It's no wonder that McMahon was like, yeah, you could be my little mini-me, but he's like, I don't really want to be, so. <laughs> Pops, I want my own wrestling company. You're right, though. Well, because at least he channels his ego into NXT. Like, yeah. if people... I mean, it's just a, it seems like a character. If people so are fine. praising him for how good NXT is then I think that's a win because Triple H thinks that he's great and we're getting good wrestling. So I think it's better than him demeaning CM Punk and uh, uh, Daniel Bryan and whoever else about being skinny fat and whatever. (laughs) Oh boy. The spotlight comes on and the crowd goes nuts. He says for the first time, this would become the calling card of NXT. Mm -hmm. I think eventually it became like the slogan. The slogan of NXT eventually became We Are NXT because of that underground feeling. But mm-hmm. he goes, This is NXT! And the crowd goes nuts. <laughs> and like, they can't do like pyro. 
So they just have these smoke plumes coming out. I thought it was kind of cute. That like fine. That's still something. I like the color of NXT. So let's explain this for a second. AEW and WWE and most wrestling promotions. I can't remember if Lucha Underground had a black mat. I can't remember. We'll do Lucha Underground at some point. Oh, that'll be fun. That will be fun. They're crazy. You'll love. <laughs> Rachel, have you watched Lucha Underground? I love the flippy characters. Let's you go. <laughs> will love Lucha Underground. It's fucking insane. Because they even do, like, soap opera plots. It's, it's oh, amazing. Oh, I would imagine. They'd have so... to. They'd have to. And they do a Royal Rumble like we what used to play. What is that called? What is that called? I can't think now. Like telenovela? Telenovela! Yeah. It's gotta be telenovela yeah. style. It's, which it's is telenovela like, can be style. so, like, yeah. just wacky and fun yeah it's i'm sorry it's great (laughs) um so most mats are kind of gray or blue like historically sure nxt's is black yeah it's it looks slick and it looks slicker and you can like kind of it looks like a you can see like it's a mat because it's black and that's part of it too it just looks cooler because it's got this black mat and it's yeah. got yellow ropes, which which are yeah. distinguishable because Raw has red, SmackDown has blue. Mm-hmm. The pay-per-views are usually white. AEW does black most of the time. Their new show, Collision, does red. But NXT was yellow ropes. So, like, it, and that's why it's the black the and gold. gold. Yeah, that's the gold of the black and gold brand. The coloring of the studio is fun, too, because it is bright. They aren't afraid of how small the studio is. It's not yeah. a big arena. It's this studio. It's just kind of like this thing where there might be 500 to 1,000 people there. But that's the fun thing. That's the fun thing about them. It makes it feel small. a little exclusive. Yeah, and small. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The exclusivity of it. Everyone's chanting NXT, NXT, NXT. Triple H says NXT is the new generation or the next generation. I think he says next generation. I was going to say, he, he had new generation. Did he say new generation? New generation! Oh, no, no, I'm just right. saying. Well, new generation. Yeah, he says next generation, because NXT. Yeah, it's the next NXT, next generation. And he says... And it has arrived. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it, and, and I tried. Perfectly, it cuts immediately to the NXT theme song. It's the, like, perfect little introduction to NXT 2, because this theme song is fucking awesome. <laughs> this, uh, this theme song is great. The roar of the crowd got me free to the crowd. <laughs> it's great. And it goes through all of the characters in NXT, too, which I kind of yes. like. It gives them all, like, a little, like... A little spotlight. Yeah, like a little nameplate. And then it comes up with NXT yeah. Arrival. One of my favorite wrestling themes is that is just the NXT black and gold original, like, golden era theme. So we come back into the studio, and the crowd's going nuts. The first character that we get to see is, as I described him, he's the hero of the journey of the black and gold brand, for the most part, or at least the first hero, and it's Sami Zayn. Yes. Uh, wrong music, though, for No, Sammy. it's not the music I'm thinking of in my head. Yeah. I know the, I know his music in my head, and the second you, you said wanna... Sami Zayn, I'm going, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was, whoa. <laughs> I was like, Rachel's going to do jukebox for us. I can tell she wants to do it. dun, 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 dun. Immediately go into that, like I, I, I hear it, and it's like, oh, he looks like such a baby here, and everything. It's like I know Sammy at this point, so it's just like funny that it's like. <laughs> so Rachel, as we did for the Rumble, I feel like we have to describe some of these characters, as a lot of them will be with us through the NXT journey. 
Mm-hmm. You want to describe Sammy for us? Oh, like like the look, look, personality, kind of like character. character. Yeah. Well, he's he's a very okay. So he's Syrian. Yeah. Is that what it is? I don't know what what if he's like half Syrian or something, but he is. Syrian. I I went with the other guy. All of a sudden, my Sheamus. my braid went yeah. Sheamus. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was like Redbeard. He's, uh, um, he's from Quebec, but he's Muslim. So because he's like half Syrian or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. so he's Syrian. Okay. Well, the thing is with 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 Sammy, he's been all over the damn place. So right now is like pants have the flags of like every place that he's wrestled in, which yeah. every country's flag. Yep. Which is really cool, and it's really fun that he does that. But he's like a, a super like nice guy. <laughs> like. I don't know how to describe that. Is his character. Like, that is That's his character. That is his character. And he's scruffy, and he's just kind of like... He's an everyman. Cool dude. Yeah. He's just like yeah. this nice guy that's just really like, good Like, well, he can't say, he's not, like, he's not the full-on everyman. That, I would say, is Kevin Owens. But I would say I, I would, this okay, everyman. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what I'm going to like about NXT, because Rachel has, like, all this knowledge... Of the of the characters of too, but she has a different viewpoint on it. It's what's gonna make this really fun. Yeah. Gargano is like kind of an everyman too, but he's a nerd. Like he's different than, than he does Sammy seem and nerdier. Kevin. Sammy and Kevin are yeah. more like the the guy at the at the Home Depot buying stuff for to fix the toilet, and Johnny's at the <laughs> toy store buying an action figure. But they all have that idea. Oh man. Yeah, so Sammy comes out. I think that described him perfectly. And yeah. the, the crowd's doing Sammy chants. Because of his background in ROH, and he was El Generico. He was a... El was, Generico. Yes, he was the generic. It's luchador. amazing. I love it. They would do Olay chants. So he gets Olay, 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 Yeah, Olay, Olay, Olay. He gets to this day. I'm <laughs> to this pretty day. sure at WrestleMania they were doing Olay, Olay, Olay. How could you not? How could you not? <laughs> And they go to the announce team. Yes. So the announce team is not exactly J.R. King and Vince that we had on the Rumble not... 97. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> it's Todd Phillips, Byron Saxton, and God bless him, William Regal, who I love. Oh, I love I it. Love I Regal. love William Regal. <laughs> he is so good. He's He's good on this show, too. But he is, like, trying to drag these two nothings along it does feel that way and then they like he'll say something and then they just like nothing and it's like guys (laughs) guys well part of it keep going like with it yeah exactly and part of it is that don't just ignore it don't like go off on some other tangent yeah he's saying something for you to play with and and then all of a sudden they'll repeat it and it's like yeah i just said that (laughs) it's like like you read the wrong note card you idiot like move on (laughs) todd and byron i think are both still with the company i can't remember what they both do at this point several times rachel i don't know if i'm quoting todd or byron saxton they sound sound exactly the fucking same yeah they have very similar voices it feels like they have the same like idea of what their character is supposed to be Mm -hmm. so you can tell that because they were like, well, we want to go to Raw or SmackDown. We're doing generic announcer voice. And, yes. and it's almost to and the... And then here's Regal. Yeah, and then there's Regal. Being Regal. Being Regal. <laughs> William Regal, who is a British wrestler, his character is almost like the old scrappy vet. He actually retired. His retirement match was 
in December in NXT, he fought Cesaro. And that was the last oh, match really? he wrestled. Yeah, which oh which God. which helps come to play in AEW when we do that show down the line, when they yeah. were both in AEW. Because Regal is again Triple H's Pat Patterson. He went back to WWE when when Triple H got apparently apparently. <laughs> the, oh no, the, uh, Regal. <laughs> so Tony Khan, I get to do Tony Khan and William Regal now. Oh, thank, oh boy. thanks, William. I'm glad that you came over to AEW, and we have a lot of things planned. That's great. I was fired unceremoniously from my job with, with WWE because apparently they aren't going to go try to find the best wrestlers around the world. They're just going to go find washed-up athletes to become NXT superstars, and that's what they're going to go with now because Triple H has had to retire because of his heart condition. So I'm glad to be here. However, Mr. Khan... I'm going to put it in my contract that if Triple H ever becomes in charge of creative, I get to leave this place and to go back to WWE <laughs> to be Triple H's number two. Well, I, oh, I, you know, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Were you going to be Tony Khan? No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Well, I, I suppose, um, um, I really don't have a lot of control over any of my wrestlers. So, um, that's, like no. that's fine. That's, that's fine. <laughs> It's a munchkin. You go look up Tony Khan. I got him pretty well on. Well, no, I was just, I was just thinking. It's like I could see Regal going. I want to be over Triple H. I want to be his boss next time. Like, <laughs> if if AEW ever buys WWE, I become the Triple H, and he becomes the Pat Bears. That's right. That's right. And then it becomes really like just. It has that huge British pop to it, so it's just super elegant all the time. <laughs> so we haven't even gotten to Cesaro coming out yet. So Cesaro comes out in his We the People garb. We the People. I like this gimmick, though. So on Raw and SmackDown, Cesaro was part of the We the People stable, which mm-hmm. the stable was essentially MAGA before yeah. MAGA. <laughs> so they had like their don't tread on me sign and stuff like that. And Zeb Coulter, who was the manager for the We the People, brought in Cesaro because he was trying to say, like, look, see, I'm not xenophobic. I brought this Swiss Superman into the <laughs> into the stable. So I like I'm it. not Swiss racist. Superman. So this might have been before they called him the Swiss Superman, but that that's kind of Cesaro's thing. He looks just like Jason Statham. Yes, yes, he does. Hundred percent. I think I probably had gotten them confused before. I'm sure you have. Life, yeah. So. <laughs> and he's the strongest motherfucker ever. Oh my god, he's nuts. <laughs> he is. This so guy is understands the physics of bodies. Like you'll under, you'll get it later. But like he understands the physics yeah. of how to like whip people around. Because he's not like the biggest guy. But he just no. knows how to, like, lift people and r- yes. roll people over. It's amazing. We are going to get to some Cesaro matches or some Claudio Castagnoli matches that are going to be fantastic. This is one of them. So here we go. Regal says that Cesaro is ten times the wrestler he ever was. So he's putting over Cesaro here. They talk about the match that made NXT in August, like I said. The, the match that truly made NXT what it is. Crowd starts mm-hmm. chanting match of the year before it even starts. Because <laughs> they just know. <laughs> the bell rings and they stare each other down. There's a lockup. Cesaro overpowers Sammy. Cesaro outmuscles him again. 
it, right. it really is crazy how loud the the crowd can oh get God. in the studio. It's They're it's impressive, for it. and it brings you into the moment because so much of WWE crowds can be quiet. Well, I found a solution to that, and the solution is pipe in the crowd noise. COVID. Well, that's just because of how COVID happened. <laughs> COVID helped us with that. <laughs> that was creepy. Bit. I didn't like that. <laughs> the ghost crowds. Ugh. Some wrestling goes back and forth. Cesaro gets the advantage again. Regal says that Sami Zayn wanted this match because he thrives for Cesaro's respect. He wants Cesaro's respect, and that's why they've been doing all of this all of this back and forth, and that's why Sami want, wanted to fight Cesaro again. So that's the story of the match. Sami is looking right. for respect. It's what drives him. A backflip right. by Cesaro. Sami lands on his feet, though. He tries for a Hurricane Rana, that is reversed again because Cesaro is strong as a freaking ox, so it gets reversed. <laughs> and then eventually he is able to hurricanrana him again. Cesaro goes to the outside, and then Sammy goes over the top rope and does a plancha on Cesaro. And you get a, a, the first NXT chance during the match. The announcers talk about the past matches that these two have had. This is awesome chance breakout. This is a new thing for the 2010s is the this is awesome chance. I do like those chants. Those are fun to do. Yeah. For those of you that are new to wrestling or like just listen to our Royal Rumble 97. Oh, do, I, do I have to do the, the chants so they understand? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is like when we watch 97 Rumble, there's not a lot of chanting. The Attitude Era starts the chants. Not chance. as quite as much. Like the asshole chants and like some of those chants. It's more of just loud yelling and cheering. Right. Then ECW started doing chants because it was a smarky crowd. And that carried over into smart crowds. And then mm -hmm. NXT, of course, is just rotten with fucking chants because the crowd cannot oh, yeah. help itself. The crowd right. can be very obnoxious at full Ooh, It can get really bad sometimes. And the, and the NXT crowd, because it's a lot of the, like, you know, the people that are just terminally online reading wrestling stuff can be super annoying and they can do that yeah. they even do that during the show a couple times which i'll point out yeah uh, no i i think i know what you're gonna say i i think i yeah. know those points yeah well because like even when we were in the crowds right oh yeah we would be those, like fucking you'd have those it. chanters yeah. but then you'd have the opposite side going shut up pretty much so yeah. like they'd overpower That's true. them I remember so that that, that would shut them times. up and it was always great when yeah. that would happen yeah. sammy goes to the top rope goes for a cross body Cesaro catches him and yes. backbreaks him. Good God, what a spot. <laughs> I mean, it's that great. was amazing. That only gets a two, though. And Sammy rolls to the outside. Cesaro throws Sammy into a barricade when they're on the outside and then brings him back mm -hmm. in. Regal says Cesaro has gained confidence over the last six months. So that's the difference between the Cesaro that Sammy faced in August versus the Cesaro that Sammy is facing now, is that he's a much more confident competitor. Sure. They say he's beaten Orton and Cena, and I don't remember any of that. I don't remember Cesaro <laughs> beating Orton or Cena, but apparently I, he did. I could see it happening. Well, though. they're building up Cesaro, especially for what right, happens at WrestleMania 14, and then they just forget about him, and Vince doesn't know what he's Which supposed sucks. to Which sucks. Yeah. Saxton, I think, says that Sammy has been the underdog forever. They go back in the ring and Cesaro throws him out again. Cesaro throws Sammy into the barricade again. Regal points out Cesaro yeah, as... There's a lot of in and out, in and yeah, out. Yeah, a lot of in and out at this point. This. Yeah. 
Regal points out Cesaro adds punishment, even putting Sammy in the ring because he throw like he like hits Sammy onto the ring instead of rolling him into the ring like usual. Right. He slams him into it and then pushes him in type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hot shot over the barricade. And then he rams, Cesaro does, rams Sammy's back into the side of the ring. And then the pace kind of slows down a bit. So Cesaro can take over. You say take over, but he's been like, take. he has control of this match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because Sammy is just taking a beating at this point. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's part of the, the Sammy, that's, that's the shtick, right? Like, you have to. Right, but he doesn't, but he keeps getting back up. Yeah. And he keeps going. Yeah. It's that drive. Right, exactly. It's supposed to be like this drive that he just has to keep fighting. Cesaro goes to ram Sammy's knee against the ring post. Mm-hmm. So he's like got him in the yes. corner and he's going to like take one knee and he's going to swing it into the ring post. But Zane counters and he pulls Cesaro into the ring post. So Cesaro is stumbled for a second. And then it's a repeat of a spot from their August match. Where Sammy, so here's what Sammy wants to do, Rachel. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy move. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think he can. I don't think he can do it anymore. Like physically, I don't know if Sammy can do it anymore. He's probably not allowed to do it. Actually, anymore. I don't probably know. Too. I have to watch the. I have to watch the match against Roman. Maybe he did it against Roman. He's going to run and jump from the bottom. Okay, mind you, he's not in the ring right now. Yeah, they're on the outside of the ring. He's gonna jump from the floor up through the bottom ropes in the turnbuckle corner mm-hmm. come out the other side and ddt cesaro that's what he's yep. gonna try to do yep okay insanity insanity so he runs from one corner i think you can do this in the video game he runs he goes through <laughs> the ropes and yep. Cesaro knows what's coming, and he uppercuts his ass straight in the face. <laughs> right in the face, and he and and Zayn just hangs on the turnbuckle, <laughs> which is uh, Sami Zayn's like the world's best seller. Like he just kind of like hangs oh, like yeah. dead. That's a really good moment. It gets a holy shit chant from the crowd, which is also uh, uh, one of my favorite chants in wrestling. It's staple. That's a beautiful chant. Holy shit! Holy shit! <laughs> Cesaro drags the leg across the post again. Phillips says that the injured—that's the injured leg of Sammy. Mm-hmm. This is where I said I can't tell the difference between Tom and 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 Byron, so I'm going to say one yeah, or the other. Yeah, they really do sound very. It's impossible very to tell which one is talking. It's, the, it's those two, the twins and Regal. Yeah, um. <laughs> I feel, I think Byron is a little more doing color, and Todd Phillips is doing the yeah. Or the Tom technical. Phillips is doing the play-by-play. Yeah. yeah. But I can't tell. Cesaro punishes Sammy's leg. He starts to work it over. Oh, yeah. This is where I mentioned that the cam- about the camera work. The camera work, still to this day, in WWE, is annoying as fuck. Oh, my God. Started- I don't know when it started. I really don't know when this started. You can see the cameraman doing it, too. He's not zooming yes. in and out. He's going up and down with his body. He's physically moving his body. I don't know why. Back he... and forth and up and down. It's like nauseating. Kevin Dunn decided that this was a good idea. At some point, they decided to every single like impact move to fucking zoom in on the camera. And like it just like bounces and it makes you nauseous if you watch it too yes. long. It's awful. NXT's not as bad. They did it here, though. 
but they don't do it as much in NXT. No, it's very subtle. It's very subtle in this, at least. It's not as crazy as it gets in in WWE. No, it, that is like it's awful in WWE. I'm glad that they don't do it in AEW because it's so so bad. Like, are if you're afraid we're not going to see it connect, shoot it from a different angle. Don't yeah. Don't bounce the camera so I can't see what's going on. They did catch the uppercut in slow motion, though, which I thought was pretty Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. (laughs) Double stomp on the knee by Cesaro. That only gets two. And then... (sighs) Okay. So, Rachel and I on this show have made fun of the fact that we'll go hashtag shelf life or hashtag whatever. Part of that is because we're making fun of this goddamn company <laughs> and pretty much every company at this point that just loves talking about their social media presence because they yeah. can't not say, well, they have to, that's just marketing that for they're you. trending worldwide and stuff like that. They don't look, do it on as... Twitter. You notice that we're trending uh, right now? And it's, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's 2014. Like, everything Make sure to, be... to use yeah. hashtag NXT. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah. make sure, and, and you guys make <laughs> sure to use flash hashtag on the screen for NXT shelf enough. life. Hashtag whatever. Hashtag shelf life podcast. Yeah. You know. Hashtag podcast experience. <laughs> podcast experience. Adventures in podcasts. I don't know. What do you want from me? Yeah, whatever. Hashtag... Hashtag Jeremy's iron. Iron. <laughs> it's just so bad. I, I guess Triple H and Sami Zayn were trending at this point. So folks at home, go back and go to February 27th, 2014 in the Wayback Machine. See if it was trending. Oof. Cesaro continues his legwork. Zayn fights back. Cesaro goes off the ropes and Zayn hits him with a kick to create a little bit mm-hmm. of distance. The bouncy cam is on the stomps too. I said it was right. not very good. Cesaro st- stops at this point to taunt the crowd and do his we the people. We the people. It is good. <laughs> like, it's a heel gimmick, but it's... Oh, yeah. The problem with this is it's catchy because you want to do the yeah. we the people. That's the problem with, like, most of the stuff, though. Like, the stuff they don't want you to get into is the stuff you get into. <laughs> well, that's true. Because they have way more fun with it. Cesaro picks up Zane, does another dragon whip, at this point, we get Olay chance, like we said before. Sammy mm-hmm. starts to fight back. He misses an Insiguri, and now he's in a Boston Crab. And it's not just like any Boston Crab. Cesaro puts Which him is in a this... submission hold. Thank you, Rachel. You're right. I'm You're sorry. Welcome. I did not describe what a Boston Crab is. You want to tell the folks at home what a Boston Crab is? You just start thinking about a crab, and it's just like, it doesn't work out. Yeah, I don't know why this is called a Boston Crab, but like, do you want to. I, I, I guess that's because of the way his legs are. Maybe, yeah. Because, like, he has to hold him up in, like, the happy baby pose. Like, I don't know. It's <laughs> like, a, yeah, a, a submission hold. Well, people might know submissions more because of, like, UFC and stuff. But, yeah, it's oh, a... maybe. He's, he has his leg. It's a single leg Boston Crab. So he's got yeah. one leg pulled back, like, under his shoulder. And he's, like, trying to, like, pull it and stretch it as much as he can. And then, like, twist it at the same time, yeah. I think. So it's, like, putting a lot of strain. I think it actually it's puts strain on your mean. back. It's it's going for his knee and his back, yeah. I think. Because I, I could, I had, I had knee 
issues at one point in my life, and I, I, I know that the way he's holding it, I'm like, I could feel the, the tendon, the, yeah. the way it would stretch. Well, the key with all of these submission holds in professional wrestling is that you do it, but you don't put any pressure on it so that it doesn't hurt somebody. Because, right. like, in real life, if you were in any of these submission holds, you tap immediately because it would hurt like hell you would tear something so you'd have to tap out the second that you're in the hold but in wrestling you sit in it for a while so zane is sitting in this for a while and he eventually makes it to the ropes yeah they're pretty much just stretching each other out at that point too it's just like a nice like uh push into it a little bit there you go (laughs) but how much damage has been done now to the knee of sammy a big kick from sammy and he flips cesaro over the top rope again when Cesaro goes to clothesline him or something. Sammy bounces off the top rope. He goes for a moonsault. So it's supposed to be like a, I think it's an acai moonsault. I think that's what this move is called. Where you bounce okay. off the top rope and then you go for a moonsault. He goes for this. Cesaro catches him in midair, mind you. Yes. And then slams him on the ramp. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this man <laughs> is so freaking strong. Back at NXT chance. Oh, it has to. It has to. This is where I haven't watched this show or this match in years. And I was like, oh, my God. This match is, uh, this match is great. <laughs> so Regal praises Cesaro as the ultimate competitor. Zane has to beat the 10 count now because he got slammed on the outside. Right. So, he has to get in. Yeah. So he... Again, for folks that don't know wrestling yet, because you will by the time we're done with you, there's a count out. So you are only allowed to be outside of the ring for 10 or 20 seconds in some promotions, but most of the time it's 10. And if you don't make it back into the ring, but but by the time that the referee counts to 10, you get counted out and you lose automatically. Mm -hmm. So Sammy is able to make it back inside the ring at 9 but barely. And he does a good job of, of doing that, like, almost there. Like, if the ref was actually <laughs> counting, he would have been out. Yeah, if the ref was actually counting properly. <laughs> there are dueling chants for both Cesaro and Sammy at this point. Cesaro charges into the corners. Zane catches him this time, and he exploder suplexes him, which is like a very tight suplex, like, over your head, where if the guy isn't good at what he's doing, he's really going to hurt his neck on the turnbuckle. But it's oh, yeah. Cesaro, so it's good. That only gets a two. There's this guy in the front row, Rachel. I'm going to point him out to you and all of our listeners, and you're never going to be able to watch this show without seeing him again. Okay. He looks like Wilfred Wilfred Brimley. He's uh, got the gray hair. He's got the mustache. And he doesn't seem amused by anything. (laughs) Of course. Do you see this man? Wait, there he is! There he is! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, He's he looks... Yeah. 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 So... <laughs> I think that mustache really hides everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so You don't know. That's why I grew mine out He looks well. just... I, I decided I needed to grow a mustache out to hide what I was thinking. Yeah, but that's that's what he looks like. I love I love finding those guys in the crowd because like I feel like I'm that sometimes where it's like I'm kind of hiding like oh like I inside I'm like that was pretty great but I'm not like doing it so yeah sure a blue thunder bomb by Sammy I love the blue thunder bomb I don't know it feels like the move Rachel that if we were playing the video game and you were creating a character you'd give him the blue thunder bomb because it's that twirling power bomb. 
that oh, 100%. so good uh <laughs> if if you guys ever play those games and you get to like create your characters i pick all of the fun flippy moves that look insane <laughs> that's like really hard to pull off in the game <laughs> yeah you have They're to so fun yeah. sammy does a flatliner on cesaro and then moves it into another submission hold this one's called a koji clutch where he's got... Can you describe the Koji Clutch, Rachel? Because it's like a weird... This one's um, a weird submission hold. Your one leg holds down the person on their back, and then your other one goes and wraps like around him. their head. Yeah. yeah, like in a choke hold. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds funky because it is. <laughs> <laughs> and the question is, is Cesaro going to tap? Whenever in wrestling they ask, is he going to tap? He's probably not going to tap. Like I've, I've noticed yeah. that's that's kind of a thing that as you're when you're a kid you probably don't notice but like as an adult it's like well they just said he's is he they just asked is he gonna tap so probably not so Cesaro counters this into right. this interesting stretch where he's got his his he's got Sammy's whole like he's pretty leg. much okay he's pretty much doing like the ballerina pose <laughs> is is that what this is like so yeah like you you pull your leg up to your head yeah right. And that's kind of the pose he's putting Sami Zayn into, All right. like the dancer's pose. Okay. And like where, he, like his he- his foot is almost to his head, but he's like laying on the ground like Superman. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I'm seeing that. It's just like it's being stretched almost to touching his head. <laughs> Very flexible. <laughs> it, it's it's a good submission hold. It looks painful. Sami's in trouble. The announcers are putting over. What does it mean that to, to does it mean that much to him to gain the respect to have like a torn ligament? But if he gains his respect, right. is it worth it? Sammy finally gets to the rope. I think it's interesting that the best wrestlers always have to gauge how long to sit in these holds because yes. if you don't time it right, you're going to lose the crowd as opposed right. to like being able to time it so that the crowd is still ready for you to get to that rope. Yes. So that's an art form in itself, just being able to do that. Yeah, just to be able to like, time like any of these special moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cesaro shakes his head like, okay, I'll try something else. He tries to get Sammy into the giant swing, but Zane counters into a pin. But then he grabs him again, and this time he's able to swing him. Yep. And the camera was nauseating because they zoom in and out on this swing. And I was like, you guys yes. have to stop that. Which I guess it makes sense for the swing. Cause it... For the swing, it makes sense. Yeah. This this feels right. Because it's you're supposed to feel like, now you're Sammy spinning yeah. around yeah. the ring. And... <laughs> it's not like an Sammy's hurt you. flipping out yeah. the entire time. It's not supposed to like hurt you, but it's supposed to make you disoriented. So then your right. opponent can do something to you because you're disoriented. It is funny to see the different characters and the way they respond to being swung around, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah, because some of them will hold their head to stop them from getting too disoriented yep. physically. And, like, here Sammy is just waving <laughs> his arms and spastic, and it's great. <laughs> it, it does disorient Zane. And then a big uppercut by Cesaro. Zane counters into a pin, though. He gets another two. But then as Cesaro comes out of that pin, he stops Z- Sammy Zane in the head. That yes. also gets a two. And this time, Cesaro is perturbed. He looks like pissed <laughs> that Sammy was able to kick out again. Another This Is Awesome chant. Sammy rolls to the outside of the ropes. He's like, he's like in the ring, but he's like outside of the ropes. 
Mm-hmm. He's on the ring. He's on the ring apron. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah, he's just laying on like the edge. Uh, lifelong wrestling fan and professional podcaster. Uh, <laughs> Laughs, longtime wrestling fan. So Cesaro grabs him from the inside, and they're kind of like tussling one on the outside of the ropes, one on the inside of the ropes, and they end up both going to the turnbuckle. Cesaro goes on to the second rope. You get a kick with the thigh slap, so you get the sound <laughs> with the kick, which I love. Of course. I love that sound. It's so unnatural. It doesn't make any sense, but it's still fun. They both go on the top rope, and Zane's elbowing him a couple times. Zane mm-hmm, mm-hmm. goes for a hurricane rana, which is where you put your legs between... No, not between. You put your legs around the guy's head, and right. you're going to use your leg strength to That's flip right. him with your legs over your head. That's a hurricane rana. That's right. Or a oh, Frankensteiner, yeah. I guess, because it's on the top rope. But a hurricane rana, nonetheless. Or a hurricane <laughs> rana. And instead of being able to do this... Cesaro, oh, this is this is crazy. Do you want to describe this one, Rachel? No, no, no go ahead. Cesaro catches him, goes for like a power. He bomb. lifts Sorry. him in the air. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I knew you wanted to describe it. Why did you just describe? No, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. Zayn though counters it as he lifts him for the power bomb and does hurricane run at him. Yep, it's amazing. It's crazy, and and Cesaro backs into the other corner. And Zane runs and gives him the Huluva kick, which is his finishing move. That Huluva. Yeah, because it's Helluva, but Huluva. It's a hell of a kick, yeah. but it's a Huluva. <laughs> just sounds funny. That only gets. This a... when Regal was like, the Huluva kick. And I was like, <laughs> it sounds really weird. Because <laughs> well, you can't just say hell of a kick. You got to call it the Huluva. If I was announcing with him, I would have been like, yeah, that was one hell of a kick. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that would definitely be I your. Would have been the... That would be your thing, where every time somebody says a halluva kick, you'd go, hell of a kick, like John Madden. Hell of a kick. That's a hell of a kick. (laughs) The halluva kick only gets two, though, and the crowd goes wild. There's a moment where they they just let the crowd roar because the crowd is so into it. Regal says this is a moment for make or break. The announcers are really excited. You can even tell the announcers are super into it. Both are trying to think, what is this going to take? They're both in the middle trying to recover. Cesaro's shaking it off. He's going, no, 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 I got this. Zayn looks punch drunk, like he's supposed to look like he's, like, out of it. Mm-hmm. Cesaro picks up Sammy and uppercuts him, and Zayn just falls dead. And Cesaro says, stay down. You, like, get to hear yes. him say, stay down. Oh, yeah. Regal says it feels like you're dying a thousand deaths in there, because, like, each move is, like, you have to try to get back up from it. And it's, exactly. and it's like, exhausting. Cesaro hits him again with another uppercut and kills him again. And Sammy does this great <laughs> job of just, like, flopping over dead. Oh, he ragdolls. Like, yeah. he just... Thump. Yeah, he's great at that. It's like how you would really fall if you were hit, as opposed to the wrestler right. fall, which is, like, flat back. Yeah. The announcers go silent. They let the moment breathe because, like, this is the, the psychology of the match, right? Like, Sammy's trying to earn Cesaro's respect. Sammy crawls. He tries to get to his feet. Yeah, like the isn't the the refs counting too because yeah he's because not it, getting yeah because right he's away. not getting up. Yeah, you you can be you can be TKO'd for a ten count if you don't get up too in wrestling mm-hmm. most of the time too. If the if the opponent doesn't do anything else, and Cesaro just keeps telling him to stay down, stay down. Sammy crawls to get back to his feet. Like I said, he's like doing his best to get back up. Cesaro goes for it again, and he hits it, 
But this time, Sammy punches him back. And then we get yes. the booyahs, which are the... Boo, yeah! <laughs> Boo, yeah! <laughs> which is a, a, a result of John Cena, because it was yeah. part of the Cena sucks, let's go Cena thing, where they would boo, yeah. So it translates into some matches sometimes where they get, the guys go back and forth. So they're punching each other back and forth, back and forth. Nobody's covering up because it's professional wrestling. And then they just grab each other by the head and they hockey fight punch each other, which is great. Yes. And the crowd goes nuts again. And then suddenly, Sami Zayn hits a German suplex on Cesaro. And flips him back into the corner over his head. Yep. Sammy goes for the Huluva kick again, but Cesaro hits him with a boot. And this boot is like fucking, it like, bam! Yeah. <laughs> that one was a smack. Sammy takes it very well. Oh, like, yeah. He, he just, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Cesaro goes for a neutralizer, which is his finishing maneuver. It gets countered, though, for a two. And then Sammy and Cesaro counter each other midway through a powerbomb. Yes! Sammy's hits a code red, and that gets a two. And they're like, what is it going to take? The crowd at this point gives a standing ovation. As oh, as the two are let the crowd kind of breathe here, yes. This is but like the thing is, you're saying what is it going to take? And I like that Regal like flips it here, right? It's like this is the moment, like where we have to you have to see what's happening because he's saying, yeah, what is it going to take for him to get Cesaro, right? Mm-hmm. But what is it going to take to stop Sammy? Too? Right, exactly. Yes. So I liked that because it was like that. <laughs> this is the moment. Yes. This is it. Yes. Because like, bring him up. They're you got to pull him up now. Yeah, Let's go. Even, yeah. This is where I wrote my notes. Man, I forgot how good this match is. So <laughs> Cesaro lifts Sami Zayn up and does the uppercut in midair, mm-hmm. which is, I love the European uppercut where he like, he like throws the guy up with like all of his strength into the midair and just uppercuts the shit out of him. Yeah. Except Sammy kicks out at one, <laughs> which is unheard of in wrestling. If you kick out at one, that's a statement. Right? Oh, yeah. Kicking out at two is what everybody always sees. But he only kicked out at one. And Cesaro looks freaked out. He looks shocked that Sammy was able to kick out at one. And Zayn is picking himself up in the corner. He yells. He just screams, like, primally. <laughs> he's just screaming. Because he's got to get... It's like... Argh! Cesaro <laughs> yells back. He does yeah. a twisting discus uppercut. A jumping neutralizer right into a jumping neutralizer, which is... Like, kind of like a pedigree, almost. Like, he, like, lifts him up with, like, one arm tied and then, like, kind of does, like, a... Like, it's almost like a pedigree mixed with, like, a... With, like, a tombstone, almost. But, like, yeah, it's, like, yeah, your whole that's body ca- goes yeah. down. Exactly. It's like you're laying on top of them, too, and you lift all lift up and then fall mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And gets the one, the two, and the three. And Cesaro wins the match. Now Wilfred yes. Brimley gets up and starts clapping, by the way. So uh, <laughs> yeah, they, it is a hell of a match. <laughs> they do Yes, yeah. Oh yeah, hell of a match. Yes. Hell of a match. Like he, he is like smiling at this point. He's like, huh, yeah. He's his man one too. You know it was his man. <laughs> oh yeah, he's definitely a we the people. That's I don't I don't have a question about that at all. This if this gentleman is still around, he's got a don't tread me flag on his pickup truck, that's for sure. He's doing it. Oh, did he, does did he do it. it? Okay. He looks at him and he goes, we the people. <laughs> I can't stop seeing him now every time I laugh. I know. I, that's why I always feel bad about pointing people out in the crowd. Because oh, it's, it's like you're always going to look at them then. Yeah, it's my favorite. Um, I like it. 
after the recap, Cesar they do like a recap of like the best movies and stuff. And Cesaro walks around the ring in celebration. He does the We the People. Sammy's in the corner. He's all disappointed that he lost. Regal says, if it's respect he wants, he got it from me. So William Regal says that that's he respects right. him now. That's right. Now that's that's all the respect you need. That's all the respect you William Regal. <laughs> William Regal respects you. That, what else do you want? That's it. Cesaro walks up the ramp. He's staring into the ring. And he looks like he's thinking about something. He's like, right. ah. Thinking about it. And, and he... <laughs> And he comes back into the ring. The music stops. And he looks yes. down at Zane, who looks up at Cesaro. And Sammy's almost in tears because he couldn't get it done. He couldn't beat Cesaro. And the crowd chants Rachel. Hug it out. Hug it out. <laughs> Which is a thing from Hug Daniel Bryan that we'll do one day, I'm sure. But One day. I'll wear my shirt that day. <laughs> Cesaro lifts Sammy up and he hugs him. And this this is like the only time you could ever see two grown sweaty ass men truly <laughs> <laughs> oh. all get out. No, 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 no. Rachel, the NXT I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> the NXT crowd loves nothing more. I know. It's amazing. Loves nothing more. That bromance is the best. They love, especially the NXT fans, love nothing more than men or women showing each other love and respect after killing each it's other it's beautiful i know we will i'm just see saying a few it is times. the most beautiful romance like <laughs> thing and for some reason it works every time every <sighs> time they do it in nxt it gets to me because it's always like yes we did it we did we that's did right. it folks we that's did right it. we did it i don't know why <laughs> but it is it is that feeling it's just something about it and and it's what separates nxt from even like AEW at this point it's like it's like that's how we finalize our feuds with like love and respect it's the strangest thing but it works every time it works with tomaso and johnny it works with bailey and sasha it works later on with Paige and emma on this same exact show it just is like how they end the feuds. I don't know why, because Triple H never did that. Triple H was a dick to everyone on his way to burying them. Throughout <laughs> it his might not have been career. his choice then. Maybe somebody had that idea, and they're like, "Let's just let's just roll." You know with what it. we was gonna do, baby? You know what I like to do? Yes, it was. I want dusty. everybody to love each other because everybody, everybody's supposed. To, I'm sorry, Cody, but your dad's voice. I have to do it. Everybody, it's beautiful. Everybody with just you know love and respect in each other, and I think that just. That's going to be the, the, the symbol. That's what we're going to put into the NXT. It's going to be like, love, baby. We need to put some love out in the world. See? I like it. I, I do. I would say I, I could 100% a thing see thing that said. <laughs> Did somebody write it down? <laughs> you know, baby, when you're going to have love. Read it back to me. <laughs> so Sammy gets Ole a chance. He gets the Sammy chance, which we will also see is when... You become a made man because we saw it. Well, so we're going to see it with Sammy and we're going to see it with Becky and we're going to see it with some, some more people that become the stalwarts mm-hmm. is when you get to stand alone in the ring and the crowd chants your name after a loss in particular. Oh, that's yeah. when you know that you've made it. So uh, he sells the knee on the way out. The announcers let the whole thing breathe. No post announcer at, at all at this scene. Folks at home, if you want to know what NXT is, that's what NXT is. From yeah. the Triple H intro to Sammy leaving. Yeah. That's NXT. You could just stop there. You can just great. stop there. You don't have to listen to us. We got your download. We're fine. 
And you don't have to uh, <laughs> watch the rest of NXT TakeOver uh, uh, Arrival if you don't want to. If you just wanted to understand <laughs> what NXT is, you're done. See you later. <laughs> Any thoughts about the first match of the night? Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was a good match. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good match. match. It was fun. Great I love the acrobatics. I love when they're really good at playing off of each other and they can truly do some really athletic things. It's really cool. And yeah. when they can they can really sell it too. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we will see Sami Zayn's journey continue. The one thing about NXT, I will cry at some points during our NXT journey ration because I cried watching it, as I know you did at some of these points too. We're gonna enjoy to. that. It's emotional. <laughs> they're they're good at it. It's why it's very emotional. It's why Roman's reign is working so well because it's Heyman and Triple H doing it. Whenever like a, a person does retire and leave too, it makes me cry every time. It's because something about it's because the way real. that they get. I think it's and because they they're real about people. It. Yeah, and they're like yes, and they're like sitting in the ring and they're talking like them them, and it just makes me want to cry. Or when they fake it, and I'm like, I hate you now because like, how dare you? How dare well, you? Play we'll with talk my about the Mark Henry promo one day. I'm... That's the one I'm talking about. I know that's what you're talking about. <laughs> it's one of the greatest. It hurts. It's one of the greatest promos of all time. The the salmon so the salmon coat promo. I wanted to hit him. <laughs> So we come back from a commercial break, if you're watching this on, on the cock. And I think it was on the, the network, too. It was a commercial break. So we come back. It makes sense. It's a, it should be, because that was a big one. Yeah, you need to take a breath. There's a promo video for Mojo Raleigh, a terrible character, a, <laughs> a, a horribly annoying character. Rachel said, Rachel, do you want to do you want to tell me what you said offline? Just tell the people. Oh, yeah, we, we like this one. Um, we don't really have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Rachel just goes, can we skip this one? Do we have to talk about this one? It's kind of unnecessary. All right. So do you want to describe? The guy's like hyped up yeah, we... on like too many five hour energies. All right. Like that's, that's what's happening with this guy. Like that's his character is he's just like adrenaline junkie like nutcase who's constantly happy who's constantly hyped up and ready to go so mojo raleigh has kept his job forever in wwe he's he's was released during the pandemic he kept his job forever because he's friends with gronk and that'll come to play later all right i was curious about that mm -hmm. for uh for the for the foreign <laughs> listeners that aren't familiar with american football he's friends with rob gronkowski a patriots player that's like a hall of fame like tight end and a dope and you can kind of see how Mojo Raleigh's character would play into that, too. Yeah. I mean, the, look, look, look. The guy he's fighting here, in this here we isn't go. any better. <laughs> oh, come on, the, this is the two future characters. Juice Robinson. He sucks, too, but at least he's Yeah, still... he sucks. <laughs> I don't really understand the weird crawling thing that he does in the ring, either. Like... Okay, so... It's a very weird character. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on. Sometimes you get weird-ass characters that are at least fun and interesting, and then you get this. So, yes. <laughs> well, because they, they play with weird characters in NXT a lot. They still do. Which is fine. They, Fair enough. They still do. They did, in, they did in NXT 2.0 a little bit too far. Now Sean's trying to figure out how to balance that a little bit better. But, yeah. I mean, they... We're gonna be... You know what you're gonna be, baby? Dusty, get in here. <laughs> Oh no! I love this now. This is great. Go on. Oh, hey, Chips, baby. You know, I was just thinking about how he's gonna have all these beautiful babies in here, and then we gotta find all these gimmicks for them. Well, I was trying to find a gimmick uh, 
for the new guy, Juice. <laughs> what are we going to do with him? Uh, well, I thought about this for a long time, Daddy. And I think what we're going to do is that we should make him a hippie, baby. Oh, yeah, he's a flower child. A hippie? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's going to be like... He's going to be like a, a vegan. He's going to be like an environmentalist. I think that we can make him 100% like a... 100% a toker. Oh, yeah, um. you know what? <laughs> well, let... Dusty, Vince is never going to let us have a baby face hippie. Uh... Oh, well, we'll figure it out, baby. We'll come up with something. He could be a bad guy. I don't care. Well, isn't it like that he's like forceful about it yes, like exactly he's, yeah this will be done by brian daniel daniel bryan this will be done be he does done. like the vigilante justice daniel it, bryan yeah. will do this a thousand times better in about six years no not six years <laughs> like three years three or four years he did will do it a million times better so first he's the extreme environmentalist before um. before we go into this uh, I love the things that like Regal and stuff says. In so the great. the mayor of Orange County, Florida, is there. <laughs> the president of Full Sail University are there. They look like There's a lot of people here. They look like they do not belong at all. They look like they're like just like oh my god, why did we allow this <laughs> carny crap to take place here? <laughs> so as you said, out comes C.J. Parker, he the future yeah. Juice Robinson. Bullet Club member from New Japan Pro Wrestling, and now Bullet Club Gold member in AEW, Juice Robinson. That's right, Rachel. Of these two men, one of them still wrestles. One of them is considered a credible wrestler. But you don't want to know why? Because he's not this character. Fair, fair. And Thank you. <laughs> okay, so CJ Parker comes out. As we've explained, he's a heel hippie. I guess he's a heel because he's a hypocrite. Or something. Ooh, the hippie hypocrite. Yeah, I think it's that. I think the hypocrite. Like yes, a hypocrite. <laughs> which is what we should start calling people. Folks at home, can we get that started? A hypocrite? The hypocrite. I would love if we got a hypocrite started. Because <laughs> it works on both levels. Because you got the old folks that were really hippies. Right. That have changed path as they got older. And you could call them hypocrites. And it could be for real. Right. And then there's people that, you know, are like passive activists and you could call them hippocrites i kind of like it it works beautifully yeah. hashtag hippocrites <laughs> good hippocrites trending along with nxt and just hey just so you know we have hashtag hippocrite trending <laughs> <laughs> you could put that on a t-shirt hippocrite could go on a t-shirt hippocrite could totally be on a t-shirt it would have like a peace sign but then something would be broken or something uh, like that i guess you might get picked as maga though Oh, I guess. You'd have to really make it about, like, the Gen Xers that have gone MAGA, and call, or the boomers that have gone MAGA and call it hypocrite. What if you just do, like, what if you make it really funny and, like, it's just, like, a, a smiling flower and it says hypocrite? Yeah, we'll, like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's gotta be, it's gotta, like, know itself and be funny. So you said you didn't like the spin that he does on the ground, but I don't It's know. a little odd. What <laughs> It's just like, it's like he wanted to do the worm or something, but instead he goes, oh, or he wanted to also do some like weird, cool, like flip move mm -hmm. and then like jump back up. But instead he kind of couldn't quite get his core to work. So then he just starts to spin around yeah, I, on I, his stomach I, I like didn't a know, seal. I didn't know how to describe this thing. <laughs> he says that NXT is responsible for everything that's wrong with the environment. Is what Yeah, the that's what I thought. Us. It's so weird. It's so weird. And then I think 
Brandy Rhodes is the announcer. So Cody's wife, Brandy, I think is ah, the announcer. Okay. Keep it in the family, baby. Would you like to meet my son? I got an old son. He's a fat and he's gold. And I got a young son. And he's much more handsome. Maybe you want to meet him, baby. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So anyway, <laughs> out comes Mojo. Uh, it's because this this match is just happening no, while we're just riffing here. Who cares? So Mojo. It, it happens. It happens very quickly. Regal makes some sort of comment about the panda bears dying, and he doesn't care. Because he'll never have to run into a panda, so it, what does it matter to him? And then the other ones are saying, don't let him hear. And he goes, I don't care. Let him hear me say it. Like, he doesn't even care about this match. Mojo's entire family is here in custom t-shirts going nuts. Oh my god, yes. And I was so pissed off. Which, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's like, this is not They're a, all as hyped as he is. Uh, this is not a high school football game. They at least were respectful for the rest of the matches, too. Like, I would have hated it if they just sat there on their hands and not been a part yeah. of the rest of the show. You can tell, like, it's his, like, mom or aunt videotaping this match. And it's like, well, guys, this is, this is like, the big time, <laughs> okay? We don't need to be, like, videotaping it. I think, like... <laughs> but I think part of that is a part of the character because he's so hyped up. His family is also incredibly, like, hyped up for him and is there i guess so he has his little so. hyped up posse i don't know i guess so look i'm trying i'm working it in it's like they think that if they cheer louder triple h is gonna think he's over and they're gonna give him a bonus oh mojo's really got a lot of fans <laughs> so they call him an athletic freak he's a big dude the bell rings mojo's hopping around mojo's section is loud of course the rest of the arena tries to fight against them and then eventually the rest of the arena doesn't give a fuck about this match yeah it gets kind of quiet mojo says he ain't hype he ain't hype enough he says about cj parker <laughs> cj parker by the way is the name of pamela anderson's character in baywatch so i don't know if that's a interesting i don't know if that's a rib on poor juice hmm. robinson here parker gets him in a headlock no pushes off some of the ro ropes mojo gets him with a backdrop Mojo puts him in an arm bar. What a hype move. Getting somebody in an arm bar. I'm so hyped for this submission hold. <laughs> Mojo tries to take in the corner, boots to the face, and a clothesline gets two. Even Mojo's family doesn't care anymore at this point. Fists in the corner by CJ. The announcers have nothing to say, as he, like you said. Parker does some trash talking, <laughs> takes him into the other corner, and shoulders him in the gut. Regal says somebody says at some point that cj hates processed food yes. this is where he talks about the yes bears. this is where he talks I'm about the panthers. i'm still pretty sure this is regal saying i love processed and regal says he loves <laughs> processed food and a guy who hates processed food i love processed Ooh. food I love driving my big uh, SUV as well. You better not talk to <laughs> CJ Parker. Pull, no, I pull it all the way up. I, could, I couldn't care less that there's only a thousand oh. panda bears. <laughs> I've, I've managed for 45 years without seeing one. It's not going to bother me now, is it? That's right. <laughs> and he loves driving around in his big SUV. In his big SUV! <laughs> I 
I thought that was really funny. I just love the idea of just telling somebody that you love processed food. You know what's great? Processed food. I like to drive around and eat it while I drive my big SUV. <laughs> and and to be fair, processed food, while terrible for you and will eventually kill all of us, is delicious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Parker is working Mojo over. Mojo reverses into a splash in the corner. Stop me if you want to say anything about the match, Rachel. Otherwise, no, I'm keep playing. going. Does it again? Does play a, by play. He does a hip attack. Then uh, he does this terrible, <laughs> terrible <laughs> ass flop that gets the three. Yeah, yeah. It is an. He, he butt bombs him. But he doesn't even right? he doesn't even do it and make it look like he has an impact. Like Rikishi and Yokozuna and them make it look like it has an impact. Oh yeah. No, this guy just does a squat over this man. Like he squats. He like jumps and squats as low as he can over the guy's chest, but doesn't go all the way down so it looks like he landed on him. Yeah. He just squats. And then he gets back up. They call yeah. it the hyperdrive. Yeah, it, sure. His <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's channeling her inner JP sorrow with this match. <laughs> she, she wants to call him this. Go ahead, say it. Say that he looks like a fucking idiot. Go ahead. I don't. I, I mean, <laughs> keep going. All right. Go so on. his family goes nuts. No one else gives a shit. Yeah, it's fine. Mojo sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, one of these guys has a job in two companies, and the other doesn't. And the other is Mojo. <sighs> they say that Mojo could be the future and a yes, future they do. Hall of Famer. Yep, they, they say that. <laughs> so they were high on Mojo, which is why he has a match on this show. Like, this is the big NXT coming out party. They were wrong. Mojo tries to do something with a fan wearing his shirt. The fan doesn't quite get it until... It's well, he late. looks like a nerdy kid. Yeah. And then he does he like figures the it out. Thing. He figures it out for a second. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We move to the back. So that's the end of that match. We're never going to speak of that match again. So we move to the back. No. It was a little blah. It's, it's, it is what it is. It was a, a filler it was a blank, so you can get some yeah, food. It's a blank match to wind you down after Cesaro and, and Sammy. They go to the back, and Emma is stretching and getting ready. Emma yeah, is Tennille Dashwood in the indies. She's Emma in WWE and NXT. <laughs> yeah, she's practicing her dance moves, which is so weird. Emma's such an odd character. Well, she's so weird. Like I didn't remember this. I was telling Kevin before before we started that I didn't remember her until I heard this. Like I was like, what is what is she doing? And then the music turns on. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. <laughs> she does this weird jittery motion. Yeah, move like like knife hands. Yes, yeah. So she's known for being bubbly and egotistical and terrible at dancing. I think is her character. She's Australian, and she has great music. And I don't know. We'll have to go back and watch the pre-arrival NXT for like how Emma became a thing, because I think she was supposed to be a heel who was like super into herself. But because sure. the dancing was so funny and she was so quirky, she just became this uber baby face. <laughs> like, it's just... I could see it, yeah. It just kind of happened. 
but like how did she just start dancing like that like i did she don't was she like i don't know what to do with my hands so she just started doing it and then she's like maybe i should stop with that and she's like but wait no everybody's getting hyped over it i'm just gonna keep going like i don't know (laughs) i really don't know it's it's one of those things where like and folks that are fans of like the pre-arrival nxt could probably tell us but like yeah, I I always knew it was just like yeah, is that thing. So they do this. It's it's that like half walk like an Egyptian, half dabbing yeah. type of move. It, yeah, it, it's something, all right. It's <laughs> I, I don't know how she came up with it. I I would love to hear from Tennille. It's Dashford like it's knives that. to the bubbles, knives to the bubbles. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, bubbles are always coming out during her entrance too, and they show clips of her like because she's challenging for the NXT Women's Championship against Paige later on. So it's a hype video. Right. To get, they do a good job of that throughout the show of doing promo videos for their featured players which i guess include right. mojo for some reason but for like the challengers and the champions well, i think it's for each match yeah. yeah i guess so they didn't do it for sammy cesaro because it was like it's gonna speak for itself and then and then you do one for That's each right. of the matches yeah is she awkward or graceful she'd like to think she's graceful and she's starting right. starting the emolution Yes, the evolution. That's uh, right. Yeah. They plug Full Sail University, which, I mean, I guess they have to because, like, they're hosting you. And you're trying to, you know. Right. Well, yeah, it's just marketing. A video package for the Ascension, which are the NXT Tag Team Champions. They see it. To me, they seemed good at the time. They were supposed to be, like, this big, like, destruction machine type of, mm-hmm. of tag team where they were supposed to be, like, these big, like, <sighs> type of guys the big the big monster dudes which works in nxt because the nxt wrestlers for the most part are small or at least regular sized human beings compared to your average everyday wrestlers so these guys look big but when they went to raw and smackdown they didn't look that much more imposing than a lot of the other wrestlers so didn't quite work and makes sense and they're not that good either in my opinion <laughs> they're not great i mean rachel how would you describe Con- victor and connor of the ascension um gym bros <laughs> oh really interesting because like i can't tell if they're like supposed to be like the end is coming like road warrior oh i types. guess i guess i don't yeah road warrior maybe but i feel like they come off more as like gym bros because of like the like they're they're like the entire time and stuff um i'll give you that i can i don't i don't i don't know they they were a little bit harder for me they're harder for me to describe yeah but yeah i think they are trying to come up as like the end is near and they're like gonna be the end for you Mm. type of thing Mm -hmm. they kind of want to be like the four horsemen but two not the wrestling four horsemen but the literal no no yeah So out they come. They have a pretty spazzy entrance. Oh, they do like chain mail and stuff too. I don't know what they're going for. <laughs> Medieval That's types? That's part of the problem too, is that you can't figure out what they're going for. They've got like hieroglyphics on their outfits and stuff. Right. Yeah, like Egyptian hieroglyphics. Okay. I don't know what they're going for. I don't know. <laughs> they have a spazzy entrance. There's a strobe light. And then the, the I think they all they do is they stand up from the ground, but it looks like they ha- they're like rising from the f- ground or like from mm-hmm. below the ground. It's a good entrance. The one thing Triple H for sure does well is he knows how to present like as an entrance for the everybody. Oh, yeah. He knows what the timing is supposed to be in the entrance. There's even a point. I can't remember if it was like a NXT behind the scenes vignette or like a WrestleMania or something. But like he plans it out with all of them. Like when we get to Finn, 
him and Finn like planned it out like by the second what he's supposed to do during his entrance and stuff like that. Like that tri- that's very important to Triple H is the entrances. And you get that yeah. for with every single yeah. one of these wrestlers. Right. Well, I'm thinking I'm thinking now with like the way that they're presented and the outfits and things, are they like the bodyguards of gods type of deal? Is that what they're going for? The bodyguards of gods. Yeah, so like they're and they're they're rising because they're being being called on. You know, to I like got a, I got another idea for you, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like the pharaoh's bodyguards is like what I'm thinking. Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. I mean, it's, it's something. <laughs> I mean, it's the ascension. So yeah, it's you're right. It's like they're ascending. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I'm trying. I'm going with it. Connor, I think, the one with the the bigger guy. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know how every wrestler has like a <sighs> like a sound when they punch. Like mine would be like <sighs> yes. <sighs> Like everybody has a different sound when they punch. Okay. His is cha yeah yeah. So the NXT crowd is obsessed with chanting <laughs> yeah during the ascension you know what? matches. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. The NXT crowd is obnoxious during this match. This is one of those well, matches yeah, where they're obnoxious. It's yeah, they're just being snarky at this point. Yeah. So they've got all the chainmail on the craziness. The challengers end up being a surprise. The challengers turn out to be too cool. Rachel's favorites. Scotty, Too Hottie, and Grandmaster Well, only because I like the worm, okay? <laughs> Rachel, I'll let you explain too cool. You know. Old. Old, um. <laughs> old tag team. Too cool. Scotty, Too Hottie. And Gra- Grandmaster, Grandmaster Sexy? Yep. Grandmaster, Grandmaster Sexy. Sexy. Thank you. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> think like you, you gotta think like boy band from the oh, 90s. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no boy band from the from the 90s is totally their whole shtick. Yeah, they like do the like they even do like the running man move. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's one of those weird gimmicks too, where they clearly were supposed to be heels because they were like, like you said, like boy band like posers. Yeah, but right. the crowd so, loved it and they became faces. Yes. <laughs> And then when they got Rikishi, oh. when Rikishi became part of Too Cool. Oh my god, yes. Then, then, they, then they really became popular. Yeah, so they they come out and they plug clips of the Attitude Era and show the worm right. and stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh, they have to show it because nobody's going to remember that in 2014. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, oh, they're... I remembered them. But, but also, <laughs> they're plugging the network. Because they say you can go back and watch all the matches oh, on the network. That makes sense. Yeah. Go watch the go watch, watch Scotty Too Hottie. Too cool on the network. Yeah. So it, that, it made sense. It made sense of why they would be on the show and like why they're there. Scott Taylor, who is Scotty Too Hottie, up until the pandemic, I think, was a coach at NXT and part of the. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. So he was. He hated. When they, I think he quit when they went to 2.0. I think he was like, mm. I don't want to be a part of this. Because it's just not, it's not the same anymore type of thing. Yeah. I don't know if he's back now or not. I do like at one point they go, not, not the pair I thought we'd see in Florida or in Orlando. And I was like, that is a hundred percent who you'd see in Florida. What the hell are you talking about? Like... <laughs> you can see these guys walking down the street now in downtown right. Orlando. <laughs> Victor. Who's the one that looks like a jacked out Paul Rudd with a ponytail? Is 
that does is <laughs> I pop Rachel. Hang on, I give her a minute. It's fine. Is <laughs> on the, he's on the turnbuckle and he's because the crowd's going yeah yeah yeah. So he's doing it with his tag team belt to get the crowd hyped up. The match starts and it's Grandmaster Sexay and Victor. Grandmaster Sexay, of course, Jerry the King Lawler's son. You can see it when you think about oh, God, it. God, I never. I don't think I knew that, but he hundred. He looks identical to him <laughs> now. I can't not see it. Oh, hang on. Rachel just slapped. Rachel just kicked me in the face and then <laughs> and slapped her thigh. If I slap my thigh, that's going to sound a lot bigger. I'd be able to do that Hurricane Rana. My legs are so goddamn, like, thick. <laughs> I would love to see you try. <laughs> the Hurricane Rana is all about your opponent. Like, your opponent has to do all the work. Yeah, they do. You just have to hang on with your legs. Yeah. So the match starts, Grandmaster Sexay and Victor. Victor, much taller than Grandmaster Sexay. Sexay struts and Victor chops and uppercuts him. Tags into the corner and tags into the corner. Tags in Connor. Connor does a leg drop, gets two. The number one trend in the world. <laughs> NXT arrival. Good to know. That's right, guys. That's what it is. <laughs> They do talk about it too much. Yeah, they're obsessed with it's it. It's mentioned, it's mentioned like every 10 minutes. I don't think they talk about it anymore. I don't even know if they pop it up on the screen anymore. They used to. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if it's as good, well, nice of a, uh, I don't know if it's as good of a distinction <laughs> to be trending sure. now. Right. Big shoulder charges by Connor. It's almost like the audience is trolling the Ascension. Because they're like chanting "We want Connor" and doing the "Yah Yahs," and mm-hmm. it's almost like, "Yeah, you guys suck. We don't really like you, so we're gonna troll yeah. you." Yeah, which I mean, it sucks to be that character. Look, yeah, they're just trying that to do their job. Sucks. Yeah, right. You they're have to try f- to have fun with it. You they're ha- trying to do their thing. You have to figure out how to play into that. Like the New Day, for instance. Like the New Day's gimmick did not work at all. People hated it. They turned heel, they figured it out, they played with the crowd, and now they're one mm-hmm. of the best baby faces of all time. So, like, yeah. if you're good enough or you're given the opportunity to do it, right. then you can work with it. But if you, you're not sure exactly what to do, then it could be hard. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if the NXT crowd was trolling them or not. It just feels that way watching it. And I don't remember how I felt watching it a decade ago, but... Right. Anyway, they beat down Grandmaster Sexay some more. And they get a big boot on him. I don't know. I didn't hear what they... I, I missed what they said. Regal says something. Or they say something to Regal. And mm-hmm. Regal says, Don't call me Regal again or I'll slap yeah. you. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like... I, I want to like figure out what was happening. Because he goes, Don't call me that again or I'll slap you. And it's like... All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Regal is supposed to be, I think, more of a heelish announcer. So I think yeah. that was the idea, but any and he's the only wrestler of the three of them. So like I think he's supposed to be like you know the tough guy or whatever. I want to say he said something like you, Regal, like something like like comparing what something they were doing to him. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Now I need to find it because this is gonna bother yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it happened. It happened at some point in this match. They compare the ascension to the Legion of Doom. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Regal says someone isn't giving the guy a drink of water, which means that he's not giving him a breath because Victor mm-hmm. has Grandmaster Sexay in a chin lock. The crowd is chanting at each other in the crowd at this point. So one side of the of the studio is chanting at another side of the studio. I don't know what they're chanting, but they're all chanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed there was like a lot of just like random yelling in the background. It was hard to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, because now that means that they aren't paying attention to the Ascension or the Nostalgia Act, which is not a good sign for this mm-hmm. match. Victor gets some stops and some elbows. We want Scotty Chance versus we want Connor Chance. And maybe that's what they were trying to start up with each other from across the way. They were doing oh, we want Scotty, we want Connor. A jawbreaker by Grandmaster Sexay on Victor gives him some room, but Victor keeps the ring cut off, which is good psychology. He cuts off the ring so that Grandmaster Sexay can't get to Scotty. I feel so stupid saying Grandmaster Sexay this whole time, by the way. <laughs> it's so stupid. Do you want to call him, like, GMS? GMS. Just... Yeah. <laughs> he goes under... Grandmaster? <laughs> GMS goes under Victor's legs. I'm going to call him the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster goes <laughs> under Victor's legs and tags Scotty. I thought that was a nice, little, neat little spot. So Scotty comes in and he goes... He starts running roughshod. Goes wild. He raises the roof. He whips... Tries to whip one of them in the corner... And this is where we find out that they were on the old school Raw. So that must have been why they were available for this. Because the old school Raw was recent. A boot by Scotty. Uh, He moves out of the way. He hits. Victor tries to charge at him. Moves out of the way. And Scotty hits him with a face buster. Scotty looks crazed. And that means it is time for the worm. And in my notes, Rachel, I wrote, let Rachel explain this. Oh, explain what the worm is? Yes. I feel like people would know what the worm is. People know what the worm is, but in the in the wrestling context of what the worm is, she's she's doing it in um, the studio. No, she's so it's up, a it's it's a massive on, taunt. Stand up. She's stood up, and she's now she's doing it. It's a massive taunt where you like get it started. You're trying to get everybody hyped up, and you do like the literal worm. Where you're like yeah, going you down, go down under the ring yeah. and you do it yeah. multiple times yeah. and then yeah, <laughs> which you're it, it's like slamming your body down, but you're doing it to a point where you're not supposed to like actually hit down. I think you're everybody just gonna, like lift yourself back up. Look, if you you told me to describe it, it as, the, the worm. as the wrestling move though, he he stomps on his feet and as he stomps on his feet, the crowd goes W O. This wrestling is fucking stupid. So he goes W-O-R-M as he as he taps on his feet. And then Then he does the worm. Then he does the worm. Then he does this shimmy with his hands. Yeah, you do the you do the you do the hand shimmy. As they as he does the hand shimmy, the crowd goes, ooh, 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 Yes. And then he just chops him with his hand. It's the most anticlimactic move in the history of professional wrestling. But Scotty Tuhati made a living doing this. See, see, like in the video game, I would have my character do the worm. Whenever Typically you got when in trouble, down, yeah. I would do the worm. Calm down, all right. The guy would be on the ground. I would do the worm, usually to get my finisher up. But that's, yeah, that's I would right. also do like I would do like a, a like a, a elbow or something down on the ground instead. This guy just chops him. I at least would do something. I think you know, you were able to do that, yeah, because the worm was the taunt, and then took you were able to do forever. But if you could, but if you pulled it off, oh you, yeah, it would boost your 
finisher up. Significantly. Yeah. Significantly. Yes. One day we'll play the game. Yes. <laughs> of course. God, wrestling. <laughs> the worm. So actually, I do like that they, they do a... They subvert your expectations here. So Scotty yes. goes for the worm. He does the full worm. He does the whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. But yes. because the move takes forever, Victor has already recovered. He grabs Scotty right. by the pants, throws him into the into the ropes, goes and punches Grandmaster Sexay, and then yep. him and Connor give him... Well, first, Victor does a really good clothesline to Scotty and, and just nails mm-hmm. him down. I like that. And then they do the fall of man which is not as good of a move as these two should be doing because they're supposed to be big and strong. It's I think it's the same finisher that the Undisputed Era have, which makes mm-hmm. more sense for the, the UE. One of them does like a clothesline and the other one does like a hip kick yeah. at the same one time. One goes up and the other one sweeps the legs. Yeah. So it like sh- like knocks them down. That's yeah. what it's supposed to do. Yeah, it's a good move for the Undisputed Era. It feels weird that the Ascension have this. But they get the three off of that and they win. So they beat too cool. So I like that Too Cool put them over. I'm glad that Too Cool put the Ascension over here, even though Too yeah. Cool, much better tag team than the Ascension. Even though they're silly as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Connor shouts, nobody stops us. And a good line from Victor. Oh, they pose. Regal calls it a changing of the guard. And their scorched earth policy continues. What does that mean? What, that their scorched earth policy continues? Are they burning the earth? Are they trying to get, like, rid of... That they're gonna, like, stuff? run over everybody in an So it is, like, the fourth hor- four horsemen I guess type. so. It's some... Yeah, I don't, really uh, get I don't it. know. The fall of man. Okay. Yeah, I guess it is. It's, like, about the apocalypse. You're right. Yeah, it's, like, apocalypsy. Yeah. We cut to Paige backstage. Yeah. Talk about looking babyface. Or looking like a baby. I mean... She looks like a baby. She looks... But she's arrogant as fuck. So young. Um... <laughs> She's putting her jacket on, and up next is a women's titles match, so we get a video package for Paige this time. Her gimmick is the anti-diva. Yeah. So we have to talk about women's wrestling a little bit, I think, to yeah, put all it. of this in context. Okay. The history of women's wrestling. No, I'm not going to do the whole talk thing. talk about that at on length now so, for the next five hours. All right. I'm, here's my, yes, well, I will, I'll set up a master class where everybody can pay to, for the history of women's wrestling narrated by Kevin. So honestly could be very interesting. I, I would probably sign up for that class if it was like in the aughts, WWE had some very, very good women's wrestlers. Trish Stratus. Lita, Molly Holly, Victoria. Mm-hmm. They put on good matches. They could do some good shit, especially Trish. Trish is one of the best women's wrestlers ever. Yeah. And they were starting to outshine some of the boys. And they can't have that. So they I'm sorry. they weren't allowed to have <laughs> So you know, politics is what politics is. They weren't allowed to have as much time. So they weren't allowed to have like these 20 minute classics that the guys could have stuff like that eventually strangely when wwe became pg the women's wrestling because at the time before that women were in playboy and stuff in, in wwe and there was a lot of scanty scantily clad stuff and all that kind of thing they were sex objects 100 yes. percent. but they also had good wrestlers in the division sure but it was hard to get over the sex object part sure because they didn't really want them to right but in the PG era, they became divas. Yeah. 
And instead of trying to find women's wrestlers, which Trish ruined them forever. And we'll talk about Trish Harris some more later, but Trish came in as a fitness model and was like, I want to wrestle and became one of the best wrestlers ever. (laughs) So they thought they could just do it all the time. And it was like, no, Trish was special. You can't do that all the time. WWE tried. And WWE tried with a head of talent relations named John Laurinaitis, who we'll talk about more when we talk about the PG era. And John Laurinaitis is now the stepfather of the Bella Twins. Of course he Uh is. And I guess technically Brian Danielson's father-in-law then too. So, oh, that's weird. Yeah. It's very odd that Brian married a Bella. Yeah, yeah. He and WWE began to look for women's wrestlers in lingerie ads and fitness models and stopped really looking for women's wrestlers. And women's wrestling in WWE, quite frankly, became garbage. And I, you know, it's it's no fault to the wrestlers. No. But it was, it was terrible. And it was yeah. considered the bathroom break. It really was. It really was. It was just kind of sad because they, they just weren't as, like, athletic and I don't think as into the actual They really didn't want to wrestle. Yeah, it, it was, it, they didn't feel like they were there to really do that, all that kind of thing. It's probably a shame because I think there was a lot of wasted talent in that in that period mm-hmm. of time. TNA, at this same period of time, had an excellent women's division. It was like one of the best things that TNA had going for it. The mm-hmm. knockouts was what their their women were called instead of divas, and people people to this day talk about the knockouts. It's a better division. name, yeah. It's a, like it's a way that. better name because it feels like a play on words. I like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's fun. <laughs> so when they were coming up with NXT. They still had the term divas, but instead of getting models exclusively, I'm mm-hmm. sure there were still some models in the pipeline through NXT. Oh, sure. But they got people that wanted to wrestle because they were getting, and we talked about this a little bit in the in the intro to pro wrestling and, and the Royal Rumble episode. Wrestling at this time, the, the younger folks, the folks that were like my age or a little old, a little younger in your age, yeah, are kind of nerdy. If, yes because they kind of grew up it's weird but they're kind of nerdy yeah, they kind of grew up liking <laughs> wrestling but they were athletic enough to like be in shape to become wrestlers so you had these people in particular aj lee that came along that was a total fucking nerd and she was good at <laughs> wrestling and she started changing the game on raw and smackdown and right. they started changing what nxt could be with the wrestling and she she really was the first to revolutionize what the wrestling was for WWE and then Paige and Emma come along and they kind of climb on top of that. Yep. My theory, Rachel is thus. Uh Oh, okay. So one is that Stephanie McMahon hoped to be in charge of WWE one day. Of course, not going to happen. Not going to happen now because Vince sold the company. (sighs) Must've been a huge disappointment. I'm sure. When that came out. Especially for Stephanie, because I feel like Stephanie is a caricature of somebody from Succession or, like, Righteous Gemstones, where, like, she's just waiting to take over that company. Oh, yeah. She's sitting there with her her goblet of wine, like, waiting. Yeah, she is Cersei. In the shadows. She is absolutely Cersei. Cersei. Um, I'm glad you knew that's what I was going for. But yes. (laughs) And yes, that definitely makes Triple H 
Jamie Lannister. And I guess that me- makes Shane McMahon Tyrion. Wow, wait, that works way too well. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Triple H, <laughs> folks at home, Triple H is not actually a McMahon. We, everyone not just, actually a McMahon. Everyone just it's makes just... fun of the fact that like Vince clearly wanted Triple H to be his son. His son. So he was just like, why don't you marry Stephanie <laughs> on screen? And then it happened in real life. Yep. So Triple H and Stephanie... Ironically, I find this in, this would have been interesting. You could have done a good story with this 20 or mm-hmm. maybe not even 20 years from now. I think they're both in their teens. Shane had three sons. Stephanie and Triple H have three daughters. That's fun. So you could have done a story where the next generation was the three boys versus the three girls. Oh, that would have been interesting. <laughs> um, well, because it's his actual daughter had daughters and his actual exactly. son had sons. Yes. Hmm. So, and the son might be like almost twenty years old now. The oldest son. Oh my God, they're old. Yeah, they're old. When did that happen? I know. It's it's. God damn it. So, but um, <laughs> I have a feeling that Triple H said, "There's no way in hell, if any of my daughters want to wrestle, that they're going to be divas." Divas. Oh, okay. I I could see that. So we're I could we're see gonna that. make because he was in the generation where you know. The, the well, women were having he, sex in the ring and stuff. Yeah. So I could definitely see him like going, I don't want them to end up like that. So I think that could be a reason why the women's wrestling becomes what it does in NXT. I don't know. Plus, maybe Stephanie, it was just like, can we get over that? Well, and she and is so much of, like, she's so much about the brand. The brand, the brand, the brand, the brand, the brand is, is Stephanie's yeah. thing. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that's part of it, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, Paige's thing is supposed to be that she's the anti-diva. So she's not blonde. She's not tan. She's not right. a model, even though she's... Look at her, folks. Look at Soraya Knight well, yeah, and try to say she... that she's not, like, hot. Like, come on, get the fuck out of <laughs> she's here. She's got an athletic build, so of course she's going to be, like, attractive. But she's got the black hair. She's got... She is, like, porcelain white. She's got the thick-ass black makeup on. She doesn't, like try to dress up and put on like all of the sparkles and glamour and stuff no and she's from a wrestling family wrestling with my or fighting with my family is the name of the movie that they made about her and yeah i haven't seen that she's been i want to watch that so like her family were like true like carny wrestling like indie wrestling promotions and in Mm -hmm. england and stuff so she's going to be the the leader of like the next generation for women's wrestling is the idea I feel like a little, a little bit of her, Soraya is in AEW now, so I think she's getting a little bit more credit of, of being like the stalwart of the new generation of women's wrestling, but I think that her and Emma have lost, lost a little bit of like what made women's, women's wrestling in NXT, because it all goes to the four horse women. Yeah. Pretty much. Which we'll get to them, because, right. and Rachel can attest, here in the studio, I've got three of the four of them in Funko Pop form. Yes. <laughs> I have two of the four of them in figure form. They're some of my favorites. Um, oh, they're fantastic. I love... The women's wrestling in NXT is probably the best thing <laughs> in NXT. <laughs> like, it's... It's great. It's really exciting and interesting and fun. It's it's It became the, you're not going to take a break during this match. No, you have they're to the stay. highlight. This is the highlight match one that of, you're going to go watch. One of the Stone Cold Steve Austin's favorite matches of all time, and mine, and I will cry when we do it, 
is Bailey versus Sasha at yeah. TakeOver Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Some of these matches, man, are fantastic. I love when Stone, Stone Cold did a podcast where he just, I think he did like a commentary over it, maybe with Sasha or something, or Bailey. I think it was with Bailey. He loves that match. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, a little bit of recap for women's wrestling so you understand the context of what we're going into now with, with Paige and Emma. So we come back from commercial, and at ringside is the Flares. <laughs> the Queen has arrived to NXT yep. with Charlotte. You want to talk about divas? <laughs> okay. Uh, the Flares. All right. Well, well yes, is just that's a bunch true. of divas. <laughs> but come on, they're the Flares. <laughs> they're the Flares. Well, I know that's the that's but that's my joke. Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Ric Flair is the biggest diva. Oh, uh, all right, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. But I, was, I mean, Ric Flair, the character, Ric Flair, the guy is a strange cat, but he's so weird, but the character is, is fantastic. And Charlotte oh, yeah. is introduced here. So Charlotte Flair is introduced as like the next up and coming person. Good for her new face. Good God. Does she look different here? I, yeah. She before looks, the new face. She looks really good. She here. looks so nice here. Yeah. I like how she looks here. Yeah. Every time she leaves and comes back to wrestle for the title, because that's her gimmick, she looks different. <laughs> Slightly different. She really does. It's crazy how different she is. In my notes, I put she looked human. Yeah. I even wrote that this, uh, they all look so young. She's actually so pretty here. They all look so young that Flair looks okay here. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't Poor look. Flair. He does look a little puffy. <laughs> I still wrestle. I'll never retire. <laughs> Regal says he doesn't like talking about Ric Flair because his liver starts to shake. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and NXT Diva, and daughter of the Nature Boy, Charlotte. Taking in the NXT arrival tonight here in Orlando. A two-time Hall of Famer, Byron. Come on. Woo! I, I, I don't even like talking about Ric Flair because my, my liver starts to shake. <laughs> oh, that was a good line. And then... We can't just go to the match. Here comes fucking Stephanie. So Stephanie McMahon yeah. has to hog the spotlight. Here's the problem. And the bedazzled, the bedazzled belt comes up on the screen. Oh yeah, the di- the the diva <laughs> title or not the diva yeah. title? It's the first. The women's. Title. It's the women. It's not as good as yeah. Asuka's belt though at all. No, I like, I like my belt. <laughs> yeah, that's a good belt. It, this one's better than the diva title, the big butterfly, sure. but it's still got the pink in it, so it's not it's not perfect. Well, they still want to distinguish it, right? <laughs> at this point, probably. So here's my problem with Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> so <laughs> she go. is Here's another tyrant. She is Cersei, right? She is. Yeah, Cersei. Cersei's coming into the ring right now. Yes. Here's the problem. I'm pretty sure I also have a dress that she's wearing. I think I have like that almost that same. She's thing. wearing the dress <laughs> that Jerry went out with the girl, and every time she went out, he went out with her, she wore the same dress. That's the dress that she's wearing. <laughs> oh my god. My problem with Stephanie is that she's too cool for school all the time. And Vince McMahon knew he was a heel. He played into yeah. the fact that he was a heel. He plays into the fact that he's supposed to have pie in his face thrown at him by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stephanie right. doesn't do that. Stephanie wants no. it both ways. She wants the admiration right. from the crowd, and she wants the crowd to hate her at the same time. That's yes. a problem. You can't right. have it both ways like that. At this same time, 
in Raw and SmackDown, she is uber heel. She is trying to keep Brian Dan O'Brien from winning the championship. Yes. But she right. comes into this ring trying to be, I'm bringing back women's wrestling because I'm a proud woman and women can do whatever right. men can do and all of that rah-rah right. shit. She's being your feminist, right? Yeah. It just doesn't. It's so dissociative in my head. She's taking, it's, it's she's hard taking credit. Just wanna... She's taking credit yes. for all the work that the coaches that and the women doing. are doing by saying, "I'm yes. doing this for all of yeah, you." Yeah, look at yes. I'm doing this, and it's like Stephanie. It's like she's like saying it's because of me. Exactly. And it's like, no, it's not. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for understanding that because I was like, I don't know how my oh, yeah. rant against Stephanie but is going to come off. But she off. takes she takes credit for everything. That's just what she does. Oh, she always does. That's hundred percent. Yeah. And and Trips might do that too, but at least I feel like he might be willing to say Dusty and Regal and all the coaches and Sean and and all of them had to help me with this, and he takes right. too much credit too. But like I said, between the two of them, their egos are so goddamn big. Oh, good lord! That they act like. NXT yeah. wouldn't, and it, I get it, it wouldn't exist if Vince didn't say, fine, Paul, go have this. But, oh, God, Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> anyway. Drink your water. The crowd chants, you still got it. And she says, yeah. I never lost it. That's right. Good line. It Very good, good line, stuff. I will give you that. Ladies and gentlemen... I never lost it. <laughs> she does have some good lines. She's a Sometimes great performer. She oh, yeah. Stephanie, when it's she was in her 20s, just... was a great performer. She still yeah. is a great performer. It's just that she wants to have her cake and eat it, too. Right. That's my problem with Stephanie. Yeah. Well, she look at her dad. Okay. Now, remember who her dad is. Yes. She okay. takes after her now dad. Now you understand. Uh, yes. I know. Okay. <laughs> Also, she's gigantic. I didn't remember how big she was until the other wrestler comes out, and you're just like, oh. I forgot how athletic and gigantic Stephanie is and, yeah. until Emma comes into the ring. <laughs> yeah, she's big. She's tall. She's big. Yeah. Well, because I want my wife to be as big as me. <laughs> Isn't Well, in heels, I think she's like, she towers over <laughs> Triple H sometimes. Probably. Yeah, she might be taller. She might be taller than she's Triple H. She's tall. Yeah, like I said, she's a great performer. It's just that oh, this, yeah. she annoys me it's that so arrogance, a lot. That arrogance. <laughs> and maybe she's supposed to annoy me. I don't know. Stephanie, let me know. I don't know what she's going for. She, she plays wants up... you to be annoyed. Yeah, but I love guess. Her. But love. Annoyed. <laughs> Desire her. I cannot wait. It's going to be a long time before we get to it. But I can't wait for the Bri the Daniel Bryan storyline. Mm-hmm. Because it's a great storyline and being able to discuss the... Because Triple H is fantastic. Triple H and, and Stephanie are actually fantastic in that storyline. Yeah. But, you know, it's just that it doesn't... You, you, it's where NXT... Here's the thing about NXT. <laughs> I liked NXT as well because Vince did would refuse to acknowledge anything happened outside of WWE. And eventually WCW in like that time period. But right. he, would, he refused to acknowledge a universe of other wrestling promotions. NXT and AEW especially acknowledge that the universe exists at large mm -hmm. so they can keep consistency within the characters as they come in, in and out of NXT and AEW. Right. So it 
feels like when you're watching NXT that Stephanie's character from Raw should come to NXT. Right. Because that's how NXT works. But she's in the mindset where she wants NXT to be completely separate from WWE. So the NXT universe and the WWE universe are two, and I hate saying that, but you get it, folks, because of like Marvel universe, like that kind of crap. The NXT side of things is a different multiverse. It's in a it, so a face in NXT could be a heel in WWE. Yeah. So I think then you could justify it, but she still is taking a lot of credit for for Sarah Del Rey and and what Soraya and and, and Emma are doing here. Right. So anyway, she plays up the the first in, in ring program to be live is not is NXT. It's not even WrestleMania. So make it a competition with yourself right away is what I was thinking because it's like you're making this a competition between your fans because it's like NXT here versus WrestleMania, that kind of stuff. But if you make it right, you know, they'll benefit for them because they'll make their own competition. Mm -hmm. She says she's proud as a McMahon and as a woman. And being a WWE diva is all about being empowered. I, I really hate that corporate talk. I mean, it is very corporate. Like, you like the idea behind it, but then it just sounds cringy and corporate. And you're just like, I just can't. Any, like, suit, like, doing that, like, women are empowered. Like, just show me. to empower our women? Just show me it. Yeah. Like. You don't have to explain this to me. Like. (laughs) Bailey is kind of the best character in NXT. And you don't have to keep beating me over the head that she's a woman. You just show me that. And right. I'm gonna be like, I love this this person. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's all you need to do. No, I mean I get it, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, it, they beat you over the head with it. They don't like, any. They don't anymore. They don't need to. Their to. credit. They don't Rhea, need to. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair had one of the greatest matches I've ever seen at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and then it was followed by another great match. They were on fire that night. They didn't have to play it up as oh the women are are wrestling. It was just. Here they are. You know, what, you know exactly what they're going to fucking do. Here's yeah. our wrestlers. Yeah. That's it. And when it gets to that point, then you know you've you've succeeded in being able to do the inclusion thing. Yes. Here comes Emma. There's the bubbles, the high stomping, the weird dancing. It's yep. a good gimmick. I still don't understand where the hell she came up with it, but it's a good gimmick. I don't know why it didn't take off on Raw. I really don't. Because, like, you would think that the goofy dancing would really... I feel like really... it would work. Yeah. But I guess the crowd just didn't understand it. I always really liked Emma. I mean, they Still do say do. she won a dance battle and stuff, too. I don't know how. If these are the dance moves. <laughs> in real life or in storyline? I don't know. That's I'm sure that was a story. They I'm sure that, that. wasn't storyline. <laughs> Regal is up and dancing. I like the gimmick where she's not able to skin the cat. She, like, can't get herself over the top rope, so she just goes through the middle one when she, like, flips up. That's, yes. That's funny. I'm also wondering if she was trying not to do it gracefully because she probably oh, can yeah, no. do it. No, that, yeah, that's the that's the joke, yeah. Because how the it's hell like, can you do that without being able to do it completely? Like, it's there's a, no way. <laughs> it's very, it's like a meta joke. It's a meta joke. Yeah. I think that Emma's, this gimmick would have worked in AEW as well. To a T. Like, if Tennille Dashwood would have went to AEW instead of back to WWE, she could have just done this gimmick again. She could have done her Hitman gimmick, too. She becomes a Hitman later on in her NXT days. That sounds uh, fun. Which is pretty All right. Yeah. We'll get there. Steph is dancing. The whole arena is. 
Paige comes down. Her music is great too. I like the Paige music. It has that Paige shriek music. at the beginning, and then and then yeah, it's just a good song. She doesn't have the jacket on, which she had on in the backstage. She just has a t-shirt on. So I was like, where'd the jacket go? <laughs> She's the youngest diva to ever win a championship in WWE. They say. And then, yeah, I was like, okay, great. (laughs) Steph shakes their hands. She looks, she towers over them, to your point. She towers? She takes the belt. She holds it up towards the crowd, which is not the hard camera, but I think it's the right way for what she wanted, which was for the crowd to go nuts, because if she would have held it up to the uh, hard camera, nobody would have really responded. The announcers go silent to sell the big match feel. And here we go. Paige versus Emma for the NXT Women's Championship. Paige gets in her face right away, pushes her. Emma pushes back, and Pie faces her. They roll around for a second, and they do a little bit of the Divas thing. I think it was supposed to... I think that was purposeful. I think that was like almost like a we're doing what you think the women do, and then we're going to build on that to be what we actually can do. I think that's the story they're telling. It makes sense. Because they like are slamming each other, they're grabbing each other's hair... And yeah, their they, hair's they're flying everywhere. They're slamming each other, yeah. The ref breaks it up in the corner. Paige gives a kick to the gut, does the thigh slap, goes for the Paige Turner, which is her finisher. Emma reverses it into a pin. And they end up in a stalemate of strength. Emma goes for a slingshot and a pin reversal. Good psychology yeah. on that whole little spot there. <laughs> I like it when you can tell what they're... Do, you know when they when they yeah. they do the the stuff and where, where, where. well how even, they how they worked it out in the back with each other like I'm gonna do this and then you're gonna do this and... right well it's fun because even like Regal and the announcers uh, <laughs> I kind of I focus on the things Regal says but sure. they talk about how the fact that they have studied each other's moves so they they know like the next sequence right. in what right. they're going to do which causes them to constantly be countering each other. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting, and I like that. Mm-hmm. There's dueling chance for both of them. Paige sees everything she hates in Emma, says one of them. Must have been Regal, but one of the announcers said Paige sees We're giving him everything on this. <laughs> everything announced is Regal. Uh, she had to crawl. They say that Paige had to crawl and scratch for everything she's had, but she's in a wrestling family, so. I was going to say. I so... don't know about that. Because <laughs> they were saying, like, She's everything she hates, and she's also, Emma is, like, everything she hates, and she's also the one who wants all the attention. I'm like, so does Paige. And she's clawing uh, for that attention. The character. the other one's just like, let me dance for it. Uh, like, <laughs> that's, I'll give you that. I mean, both of them are faces. I'll, I'll give you that a little bit. Now, Paige, the character at this time, is truly supposed to be, like, anti-diva. The I know, but at the same time. a little bit. I'll give you that. Definitely. And then in real life, she goes through some stuff. Oh, she goes through some stuff. <laughs> she has come out at the other side. Now she's like the stalwart veteran for okay. AEW, where she doesn't really wrestle, but she's like the, you know, I don't, I don't know how. She's like the man. She's like the Hulk Hogan. She's like the a Hollywood mentor? Hogan of the women's division over there. Yeah, like a mentor kind of thing. She okay. wrestles. She's wrestled a few times, but her neck can't handle a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. That happens with a lot of wrestlers. Their yeah. necks take so much abuse. Yeah. Because you're always falling on your shoulders. Right. Um, so, you have to, like, hold your neck certain ways so you don't hurt hurt it at that point. <laughs> yeah. They put over Emma being a badass despite being bubbly. And they say that Paige had her first match when she was 13, which is part of the reason why her neck 
is garbage now. That makes sense. Yeah. She was still growing at that point. Regal remembers when Paige was born because he knew the family because he wrestled that, there. I mean, that's kind of cute. That's kind of funny. <laughs> Paige elbows Emma in the corner. Emma falls into the corner and Paige stomps on her. Regal says you wouldn't want to come home five bucks short in your paycheck if you were married to Paige. Because <laughs> she beat the shit out of you. Emma curls into the corner, does her Emma stomps, and goes for the Emma sandwich, but Paige blocks. Emma goes for the slingshot, and this time she gets it, but mm-hmm. she can't get the Emma lock on, and Paige fights it off. Right. Paige hangs Emma on the ropes and gives the big knees. This is one of, like, I think your favorite moves, Rachel, because it's like you do the repeated knees oh, to somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You gotta go those knees up. They do the bouncy camera, though, so I could barely fucking see what was going on. (laughs) Paige gets tripped by Emma, and then Paige looks in pain, and Emma gets a one on that one only. Just a one. Emma ends up getting Paige. I can't remember how she gets her, ends up getting her caught in this. Oh, so she runs at her while she's hanging at the turnbuckle. Mm, Yeah, and And she gets out of the way. She gets out of the way, she misses, and then Emma gets her in the dilemma, which is just a tarantula. Where she's like got her like it's hooked into the It's crazy though. Like like she's she's doing a handstand, holding on to to Paige's arms with her legs, and then mm. she pulls her legs up with her arms, <laughs> and they're just like hanging on the ropes like that. It's kind of crazy. It's a great move. You're only allowed to have it on for less than five seconds though, because otherwise, well, yeah, because you're hanging on the ropes. You're on the ropes. Yeah. Now she gets the Emma sandwich, which is just her running and doing like a crossbody to mm-hmm. like a what would you call like a body it? slam like a body slam yeah just yeah, like what, body pressing slam. your body into into her yeah yeah that gets a two regal has been married 17 times he says why yeah, can't he ridiculous. get a lovely why can't he get a <laughs> lovely woman like this i love this line it's it reminded me of the king he said i had a lot of problems back then i was addicted to wedding cake what i will ask at this point is what like I've been married 17 times, right? Why can't I get a lovely young lady like this instead of the old bags that I end up with? There's a reason you've been married 17 times. I know. Well, you've heard about my problems in the past because I'm addicted to wedding cake. Yeah, I loved that. (laughs) I laughed when he said that. But she was addicted to pills at one point in his life. So I I was like, oh, that's that's a funny joke. Yeah. He took a jab at himself. Yeah. Emma, with the arms locked, gets Paige in a submission hold. Part of her gimmick is that she's a submission specialist, so she has a lot of different submissions that she can do. Paige fights out, or tries to, but Emma gets her back into it, a sitting stretch with the arms, in a seated position, so it's a dominant position, because if you can get the wrestler to sit, you can't, like, you're just kind of kicking your legs at that point. Like, it's hard to get a vertical base, or hard to get a base if you're just in a sitting position. So she's really got her in a dominant position. I thought it's great because in in NXT, Emma is a submission specialist, but at the same time, I believe on Raw and SmackDown, she's just fun, bubbly Emma doing nothing. Oh. Um, so she gets to be kind of a killer here. Goes on her back and presses Paige up at this point. So now Emma's got her up in the air. Oh, yeah. Being stretched out. Emma has to watch it, though, because if her shoulders go down for three, then, then she would lose. So she's got to kind of keep... Not all the yeah, leverage she's that like, she wants Yeah, she's to get. like keeping her shoulders up. She's hunching yeah. in. That core is at work right now. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paige tries to counter. And while Paige is trying to like 
pull herself off, Emma gets the idea of just letting go. And as because she just lets oh my go, God, it's great. Because Paige was like trying to push so hard, she just face plants right into the ground. It slams. It's, a, it's good. It was a good idea. Emma tosses Paige into the corner. She's working heel a bit here. Of like yeah. of the two of them, Emma's doing the heel. This is a heel move. Work. Yeah. Literally um, using your heel <laughs> and okay. pushing All into right, the neck ass. of the character. All right. <laughs> no, but seriously, that is what a heel does. They yeah, they, but, they but do like, dirty moves in the But corner. like doing doing yeah, the moves in the corner, like being on top, doing that felt more like she was working more like the heel side of things. Emma goes she's for using gets... pages like she's taking a page out of No, that's that's horrible. She's that's, taking she's I can't. I wanted to say she's taking like a move from. What if you're gonna Paige say that, if you're, I was gonna say. If I'm you're not saying say it. That, I say didn't it like mean dusty. to. It was she's gonna, taking a page, page out of page, out of page baby. Into books. <laughs> she's taking a page from page, Daddy. Emma goes for a pin and gets two. Page hits a punch on Emma. She does the page scream, which she just kind of like throws her head back and like yells really loud. I think she still does that as Saraya Knight. Emma on one side of the ropes. Page is on the other. They go to the top rope, and or they go to the other corner. Emma climbs the ropes, and Paige comes up too. Paige is going for a superplex. Mm-hmm. Emma fights back. She does a sunset flip off the top rope. She carries Paige for a second, and then does a sit-down powerbomb that only gets two. So the crowd goes nuts for this. Oh. This is what it's all about. NXT Women's Championship on the line. Whoa. Uh oh. Uh oh, this is bad for Paige. Vulnerable position. Powerbomb! Powerbomb from Emma. Shoulders down. Paige kicked out. How did Paige kick out? Once again, Emma is showing us so much in this match that we have never seen before. Emma has been dominating Paige, which is something you just never see happen. Because they're like, holy shit, we've never seen the women do this before. Watching it back. It's like, yeah, it's a women's championship that match. Feels about it's right. a big move. <laughs> like, but you're putting yourself in the context of 2014. Yes. Holy shit. They just did a, a, a sunset flip out of the corner into a powerbomb. Right. It's um, pretty and, great. And the announcers even say, like, I never would have expected that from a Divas match. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, Todd and Byron. Uh... Take another look at this powerbomb. Never thought I'd say that in a Divas Championship match. The crowd chants better than Batista to let you know what timeline we're in here, where we're at in the WWE timeline, because the crowd hates Blue-Tista at this point. (laughs) Boo-Tista. Are you saying boo or (laughs) boo-Tista? Which, again, we will will get to that because it's one of our favorite stories. I do love Batista. Oh, he was great. He was great. He even knew the crowd was going to turn on him and knew exactly how to play that. It was so perfect. I still love Batista. Still do. Yeah. Come on the show, Batista. He's so great. Oh, wouldn't that be (laughs) fun? Should Batista be a new friend of the show? Like, Dwayne's a friend of the show? I think think Batista can be a friend of the show. Batista would actually be a friend of the show, though. (laughs) I would love that. Regal puts over how great Emma's strategy has been because she's dominated the match. The crowd is a little obnoxious here with with some of the chanting, I thought, too. Both women are down. Phillips says both women are down, or both divas are down, which I yeah. rolled my eyes at. It's just, it's jarring. They're you, really trying to They don't to say that anymore. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
and I think eventually, I think even in NXT, they don't say it eventually. And then WWE completely drops it by WrestleMania 32. But they, two more years before they dropped the while. Divas thing. It's weird. Shining Wizard, sort of, by Emma gets two. Oh, yeah. I wrote, they, they talk about how they, they've never seen this kind of action in a Divas match before. And I was like, man, how far they've come in a decade. The women yep. are just expected to be just as good. And if they're not just as good or better than the men's match, people are fucking disappointed. Like, yeah. there's, like that's that's it. That's all that's it is. That's just it now. It's great. <laughs> Emma shouts at Paige to give up. Paige slaps her back. A clothesline, a kick, and a Paige turner, which is not a great finishing move. I'm not, a, not thrilled with the Paige turner. It's like a Russian leg sweep almost, where you, like, you, you, like, cause your opponent to be disoriented and get the wind knocked out of them because you're tripping them kind yeah. of a thing. But that only gets two. Paige can't believe it. This is awesome chance startup. So then Paige decides she needs, needs to do something drastic. She puts her in a cloverleaf position. It's a submission hold with the, yeah. the legs. And gets her in what she would end up calling the rampage. It's the first it's time she did it. kind of so nuts looking. Regal calls it a scorpion cross lock. It's a really good finisher. She's just got her. It is almost like a full. Like she did a full scorpion. She'd have to be turned around, right? But like at the cross, a lock scorpion death lock, right? Right. Up, right. The cross lock is because she picked her up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because she doesn't have her completely fl- flipped around. Right. See, see, Rachel knows all this stupid shit too, Sometimes folks. Sometimes I do. Sometimes <laughs> I do. <laughs> so she she lifts up Emma into the rampage, the scorpion cross lock, and Emma can't do anything because how are you going to oh, no, get out of totally this? she's totally like that. And ha- oh, she and just snapped her back. Yeah. So Paige retains is still your NXT women's champion. Paige stands over Emma, pulls her up. Paige asks for a handshake. Emma does give her a hand, pulls her in, and they hug because, like we hug said, out. at the end of every NXT feud, damn well better hug. Which NXT plays into in five years. Yeah. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I do like too when they like kind of pull apart for a second and Emma like punches her in the arm. Oh yeah, I thought that was kind of cute because it felt yeah. like they were. It felt like they they're smiling. They're trying not to corpse. I, yeah. I thought they're like trying not to break character there a little bit. I don't know what the because Soraya, who plays a page. Is a lot more of herself now in character than like this as like the anti diva, like the young anti diva type of thing. Right. Yeah. She's a quirky person, to say the least. I could see she's, that. You know, she's got that like Cockney Carney <laughs> English <laughs> side to her. So I yeah. guarantee you, she said something funny oh, probably something that silly. made Emma laugh. Right. There's a divas chant. <laughs> Guess they had to do Weird. something. Eventually, I mean, I guess it's like that's like the like like excited for the women, right? So that's fine. I'll I'll take it. I'll take eventually it. they chant women's wrestling. It might be during the Four Horsewomen Fatal Four Way that they just do a women's wrestling chant, which is corny as shit. But whatever, <laughs> I'll give it to them. I mean, it works though. Yeah. So and the, honestly, uh, all they had to say is this is wrestling. Yes. This is wrestling, which is also a chant from NXT <laughs> because I know, they're trying. <laughs> Which, that chant was stupid, too, because people were like, of course it's wrestling. But the point of the chant was to shout to the rooftops to Triple H and Vince and company, this, this is, is what, what they we wanted. Want. Yes. <laughs> That's, that was why they were chanting, 
this is wrestling yes right so yeah i like that one whenever that gets that gets chanted that's a that's a usually a hell of a moment yeah did they do that when we went to the house show i can't remember I want to say we did. We chance. saw some fucking matches at that house. That show. was great. We saw Finn versus Sammy. We saw Sammy versus so Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. Like, we saw and some like, matches. Honestly, the room we were in, it just felt like you were on top of them. Yes. Well, because you kind of were. Which was kind of great, though. Like... Yeah. That was a fun time. We missed one of the greatest NFL games of all time for that show. I think it was yeah, okay. Yeah, worth it. <laughs> Um, what did you think of the for another? It's totally what did you fine. think of the women's match, Rachel? Good, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. It I was great it. though. I did, I did like it. I thought it. <laughs> I thought it was really it was executed really well. I like the characters and how they work off of each other. I liked the story of it. My Blu-ray has not this match on it, but their first match. I also watched it because, of course, I did. I like that match better, but this match has a better finish. Sure. And I think it actually tells a better story. But as a okay. wrestling match, I think the other match is better. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. Um, well, that, maybe that's how it actually rolled out anyways, is that yeah, they maybe had that's this great wrestling match, for. and so now they actually have to go with the story. Right, they're going with the story. this is the story match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's completely fair. I actually would believe that. <laughs> they go back, and Adrian Neville is doing push-ups and stretching, and he's a bastard. <laughs> Adrian Neville is a great wrestler. He's an AEW now, of course. Under of course. Pac, or Pac, is his indie name and, and what he goes under. He's jacked as shit. I'm not surprised. He's he's a short guy. Looks kind of like one of the Night's Watch from... Yes, I, I always call that guy's the guy name. Neville. Yeah, you I always called remember. him Neville. Yeah, I think that's why they play into his character. Because it looks like Neville and Sammy on the watch with, with Jon Snow. Yeah, so yeah. that it was really like, hard for me yeah. never to... <laughs> it looked like Neville and Sammy were on the watch. Because yes. they, they look like those characters, yeah. <laughs> I think they play into that too because when Neville leaves WWE, he grows a beard. Yes. And he starts... His gimmick in the indies... I like his gimmick here too where he's the man that gravity forgot. He's the high flying guy. In AEW... He literally is called the bastard. That's his gimmick. <laughs> I love that. And he's just this hard-hitting dick. He just he beats the shit out of you. All right then. But here he's the man that gravity forgot. And they show that in this package where he does all this flippy and insane shit. They show the Black Arrow a bunch. It's called the Red Arrow in WWE. It's the Black Arrow in AEW. They show him training. He puts himself over by saying the zero gravity feeling is great. And he's never been in a ladder match. And if anything, it should be his specialty. I mean, it makes sense. I liked the graphic that they had for the ladder match, too. It's like two silhouettes trying to grab the championship. It zooms out, and then you see Bo Dallas and Adrian Neville. Yeah, it's um, pretty great. It's a, it's a nice little package for, for Neville with the the little, like, 100% torques and stuff like that, I thought. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about one more thing, and then I think we have to have you actually explain what a ladder match is, because the folks oh, at home have funny. never <laughs> heard us explain what a ladder match is. We'll explain what a ladder match is, Rachel, because that's what the main event's going to be. That's right. What's a ladder match? Oh, I thought you were saying one more thing, and then I were going to Oh, well, I, I looked at it, and there's a little bit more, so I was like, well, let's just do it now. Okay, so a ladder match, as you probably 
understand from the name, includes ladders. The whole objective, though, is to get the ladder put in the middle of the ring, have it set up, and there's the title hanging from the ceiling. So you actually have to climb the ladder and grab the title to win the match. But that's, like, the whole premise. Otherwise, I think it's... I don't think there's really any other rules because you can so, hit each other with these ladders. You can go outside the ring. Like any, it's like anything goes pretty much. <laughs> you just have to climb a ladder. You just have and to grab climb that ladder and grab the belt. And yes, in real life, every time I have to climb a ladder to do work on the house or whatever, I do pretend to grab a fake championship and then contemplate jumping <laughs> off of it and doing a move. <laughs> a ladder to a table. Always a great move. And sometimes if I am like by myself, I will climb the ladder slowly because I am winded from being taken out by my opponent. (laughs) And you have to wait for them to get up so they can pull you back off of that ladder. (laughs) Right. Now I'm just thinking of money in the bank. (laughs) We'll get to those. We'll get to that as well. They run a package about NXT and they say, as WWE has evolved, so has our program. It's more than an evolution. It's a revolution. NXT, Thursdays at 9 on the WWE Network. <laughs> <laughs> I get why they're doing this. They're probably, they, they thought they could have a lot more people watching it that got the network for WrestleMania or whatever and, and we're going to watch, you know, NXT. Oh, sure. That makes sense. There's two of our favorites, Rachel. Pat Patterson and Dusty Rhodes just sitting next to each other. Woo! These two... <laughs> oh, I should have done that for... Re- for... <laughs> oh, yeah, you should have done that for Flair. I didn't do that for Flair. I did for... <laughs> that is not fair to Flair. I'm so sorry, Flair. Woo! <laughs> there you go. I can't for do it, you. so I'm not going to try. They show Pat Patterson and Dusty Rhodes. These two guys have probably developed more wrestlers than we could possibly imagine just between the two of them. Oh, yeah. Pat puts on Dusty's hat. I mean, we might make around. fun of him, but... Yeah, and they were both egomaniac people. Fun. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the same thing we say about all these people. You, they're, they're fucking idiots and assholes, oh, but yeah. they put together a ton of stuff that we like. Oh, um, Pat, Pat puts on Dusty's hat for a second and cheeses for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell's wrong with Xavier Woods here? He comes out to the Funkadactyl music. I think Uh, he's supposed to be like disco. Yeah, he's got the permix seventies disco funky music. He's got two. He's got two degrees and a doctorate. They say, which he does. He's wearing sparkles in real life. He'll get there. Xavier Woods becomes one of the hottest things in professional wrestling and one of the one of the best wrestlers, one of the best babyface teams in the new day. Yeah, that's ever been. Oh, yeah. and, I, lo- um, I like the New Day a lot, yeah. so yes. <laughs> you are you are looking at a future Hall of Famer That's right. Xavier Woods. Here comes one of my favorites, Rachel. The music's wrong. It's not quite right yet. Why is it always wrong? <laughs> Here comes Prince Pretty, Tyler Breeze. I love this gimmick. Tyler the male Breeze model gimmick. It's, it's so Tyler! <laughs> yeah, it's Tyler Breeze. He does not want to get hit in the face because that's his moneymaker. That's his moneymaker right there. Yeah, he's he's got, he's like doing like a selfie. That's so good though because like that's when selfies were becoming he's a doing thing. doing that kiss face, that the duck face. Yeah, the Zoolander face. It's great. It's a really fun gimmick. I, oh, I, I didn't really realize like what he's what he's recording is on the screen. It's on the screen. Yeah, exactly. That's even better. Yeah, it's so great. It's a great gimmick. 
these two are probably playing video games in the back and somebody said hey can you come out here we we want like oh yeah 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 because uh for those of you that don't know tyler breeze and xavier woods are extreme gamers and they both like have up up down down and they do twitch stuff and youtube i was gonna say i think they have a twitch yeah yeah Oh, it actually explains what happens next, because then Rusev comes out, and he was probably Rusev. playing fucking video games with them, because he's a big video gamer, too. <laughs> oh, it's just the three of them. They're like, oh, wait, 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 we got this. We got it. We, we can figure out something. Else. Just I need, improvise. We need, we need to waste five minutes. Would you guys pause the game, go out there. Do something. Just do something. I don't care. They do seem like three nerds that would actually be playing something together i love that that would uh, make me so happy woods and and breeze are getting ready for their match tyler's doing his cor- uh breeze's gorgeous chants are starting before breeze takes off his jacket here comes rusev with lana rusev who rusev. now in aw is miro <laughs> he's even better as miro rachel he's fucking oh, I, I great would, in AEW. You know, maybe you need to like introduce me to these yeah because because in AEW he gets to cut his own promos and his promos are fucking fantastic. He's so good he's so good he talks like this Him and, Lana. and he talks really intense and then he'll say something like and and you're all just jealous because i am the best wrestler and i have a hot wife and, he, and he's talking about <laughs> cj perry <laughs> sounds like he's like real it's just him um, it's just true he, he's just a wrestler and he's got a hot wife so uh, it's it's Rusev and Lana. CJ Perry is is Lana. She's great as Lana too. Oh, she's so good. Uh, she's basically playing. She's playing the Russian wife from Rocky. Is the idea with with Rusev? So she's like okay. his handler. Where, it makes sense. Yeah, she like controls like when he decides to attack Rusev Machka, and all Rusev, that kind of stuff. Machka, I love it. Rusev comes out. He takes them both out. He's the Bulgarian brute. Regal, Regal says this is live on the network, so anything could happen. He destroys Woods. He puts him in the accolade, which he now calls the game over in AEW. Such a nerd. Uh, <laughs> Regal puts him over. Lana says, "This is the next generation, the super athlete." And this is before he lost his first name because Vince, for some reason, takes away people's names all the time. He's so weird. Alexander. Rusev. It's kind of weird because CJ Perry was just kind of like an actress that they hired to be Lana, so she has to do this weird Russian accent. Right. And then her and her and Rusev went on Total Divas, and of course she has no accent on there because she's not going to play that up the entire right. time. Rusev talks Bulgarian and then English. The crowd does fucking what chants, and thank God the NXT crowd figured out not to do what chants because if there is one thing. <sighs> Those are that kind of annoying. Kevin from Shelf Life would change about wrestling. It's that he would ban an outlaw what? anyone from a from an arena that ever does a fucking what chant. <laughs> if Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> is not in the ring, you are not allowed to do the what chants. I right. fucking hate them. And yes, there are ways to get around them and, and move around them. They were whatting Roman Reigns the other night, Rachel. And I was like, are you fucking serious? That's annoying. Acknowledge him and shut the fuck up. He is <laughs> Roman Reigns. You are not to what him. Excuse you. Finally, they show Bo Dallas <laughs> in the back. Sorry, I got a little Sorry. intense there. It's okay. They show Rachel's favorite wrestler. She marks what? out for him every time she sees him. This is ridiculous. Bo Dallas is in stop, the back getting ready. 
Don't you don't you smear my name? What are you doing? <laughs> I believe in Bo. All right, I leave believe. me alone. I was a That's believer. Right. So I, they, how could you not be a believer? <laughs> they do a video package for Bo Dallas. He asks for some water, and then he asks for a glass because he doesn't drink out of bottles. <laughs> so in real life, Bo Dallas is the brother to Bray Wyatt. They're both the Rotundas. Right. Um, Bo is the longest reigning NXT champion. I will try to explain his character because it is very weird. At some point, Triple H and company were very, very high on Bo Dallas's potential. So they gave him the NXT championship. Yes. The problem is that he is a very <laughs> wrestler <laughs> at a time where, like, That's I true. like, like when it was becoming like, a right. thing to be a very good wrestler in NXT. Right. The crowd is at full sail turns on Bo Dallas. They were even to the point where they put Bo in one of the Rumbles. I must might have been the 2013 or the 2014 yeah, I, I Rumble. So. Probably the 2013 yeah. Rumble. The character is essentially instead of fighting the crowd about Roman Reigns and John Cena, they just leaned into it super hard yeah and trolled the crowd it's great so he's a good thing he's a mix of john cena at his absolute worst he is the extreme version of john cena yes and tim tebow 100 percent who i remember that being the joke right yes so for folks for for those that for those of you that don't know who tim tebow was you can look him up he was this odd uh, G golly shucks. Oh, the straightest lace you have ever met. Yeah, to the point where it was like, is this for real? Quarterback in college football, and then he got drafted way too high in the NFL, and people were like, he's going to be the greatest because he's just so golly G shucks. And so they're they're making fun of that, and, right. it's, and it's perfect because the crowd hates Bo Dallas. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Bo is. So so good at playing this character yes uh and just making the crowd hate him by being overly nice yes. and being to where they're they're doing mean things to him they're mean yes. chanting him but right? it's okay because he's a cheat and a hypocrite like he right. takes shortcuts and pretends like he doesn't he's right. a delusional heel he's a great yes. delusional heel and, but like I love, I love the fact that the, the chant is "No More Bo," and they ask him like, "What do you think of No More Bo?" And he goes, "I love it because they want to get to know me. They want to get to know me better." No more Bo. Oh, I love it. They just want to get to know their champion a little better. Because it's not N O, it's K N O W. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's so great. So Bo Dallas and NXT understand to roll with it and figure out how to use that and and it's perfect there and it's funny because of the fact that like because of how small the nxt arena is i don't know if any if bo dallas was in front of raw crowds would he have taken off as the character that they wanted him to be right or would crowds have said we don't care and rejected him it's the same but vince would never have allowed that to play he would have said i guess he sucks and and thrown him aside instead of playing into it Yes. Uh, when we get to Roman's reign era, it will it'll be interesting because he only got yeah. Rachel was like, eh, nicely done, thank you. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. mean to derail you. Keep going. He only got to do that because of the pandemic, because it was like, well, Vince, there are no crowds. Let me just run with 
this. Let me just do anything. And he yeah. finally got to be the character <sighs> that he, that was he meant should to be. have been five years before that. Right. So I'm glad that they were able to do that with Bo. Oh, he also gives the he passes out cookies to the audience. Yes, I thought that everybody was awesome. gets a that cookie. That was hilarious. I thought that yeah. was hilarious. I would love to get a cookie from Bo. <laughs> the crowd's like the crowd's like pass like That's throwing them things. back. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, I would have taken a cookie from Bo. Oh, I would have eaten it. Yeah. Thanks for the cookie. He goes to Raw, and the crowd doesn't get it. Right. Uh, yes. And I and I think the problem is. You need to build him up and yeah. make the crowd understand what he is. And if you don't do that, the crowd's going to be like, it's too meta for right. a crowd to not understand the beginning part. So I think that was part of the problem with Bo. Well, and I feel like that happens with a lot of characters, though, that just like jump from NXT to, right. to Raw. It, it's right. just, it doesn't stick a lot of the times because they don't know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's... A problem that WWE had with NXT was that it just didn't have that that same translation. I, right. I do kind of, and and they gave him a run. They like he was like undefeated for a period of time, but I don't think he ever really amounted to to be able to do much. He's married or lives with Liv Morgan now on some farm somewhere. So I'm not too. Uh, don't feel too bad for Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H at some point. I guess I should have said this during the beginning, but I wrote it down here because I went to my Blu-ray because this is on the Blu-ray. Triple H says people were talking about NXT and it actually let him know, him and the wrestlers know that it was a thing. Like, this is where he got confirmation that it was, like, it was, like, cool. Okay. To like NXT. Yeah. And that's, like, when he understood, like, oh, we have something here. Like, it's, um, it's alternative rock or, or counterculture sure. to the main roster. Oh, they do, like, <laughs> they do, like, a little mini package here. For mm-hmm. the for the ladder match, and then after that, they do this main event music. I wish we could find this main event music, Rachel. I play it before all our main events because it goes. It's just supposed to like get you like psyched up, like oh shit, like the big match is coming. Yeah. Uh, don't know if they do it on the the Raw and SmackDown stuffs. Or if they still do it in NXT, but I love that they do it in black and gold. It just it, it enhances it. So HBK's music hits, <laughs> and here comes our good friend Shawn Michaels, because oh, we yeah. can't have a wrestling show without Shawn Michaels. It's hard. It's hard to have a wrestling show without Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Even the ladders in NXT look cooler at the time. The WWE ladders, because I don't know HD, I guess. When WWE went to HD, they moved. They changed all the ladders to be silver, right? And they looked kind of like metallic. They looked like they were made of tin. Yeah, exactly. And these ladders are like have like caution tape on. It. They're black and gold. They have yes. caution tape on them. Look at looking, and it, it, they just look cooler. Yeah. HBK comes down. It's kind of ironic because nowadays, as the as of the time of this recording, like this is Triple H's NXT. Yeah. Today's NXT is Shawn Michaels' NXT. Because <laughs> Shawn Michaels has taken over as the booker for NXT. Sure. Shawn gives a Shawn promo. Typical kind of, of Shawn promo. He tries to, I'm just trying to put over NXT. You know, I'm just going to try to put over my boys here. Right. I'm, uh... I'm old and fat. And... <laughs> yeah, the crowd, asks, the, crowd, the crowd chants one more match. Yes. Shawn says he appreciates that. He gets asked that a lot. He thinks 
he's fat and out of shape and not adhering to a dress code, and who wants to change any of that? They chant HB Shizzle. I have no fucking clue what that's from. At some time, at some time during the Daniel Bryan storyline, he comes in and he must have said HB Shizzle. Yeah, as like a joke or something, and it just like people ran with it. Yeah. So he says that they need to make a shirt out of it. Merchandising. (laughs) Merchandising. (laughs) I mean, we make fun of that too. Of the shirts that everything gets made. Of course. How did that get made? Uh, I've heard that somewhere. And he, the crowd does yes chance to wanting the HB Shizzle shirt. Mm-hmm. He says, stop it. You're throwing me off. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's really like talking to his crowd now instead of doing what he's supposed to. Yeah. Because he's like, I've only got so much time. Like he even's like, okay, hang on. I'm in a hurry. Because like somebody's like, come on. We've only got time. <laughs> he tells the crowd to buy his Mr. WrestleMania Blu-ray. Because kids are expensive, and he needs the money. Yeah, sure you do. (laughs) He puts over the guys as an opportunity to step into greatness. He's proud to be here tonight. And clearly, HBK, a big fan of Black and Gold NXT, because he would not have taken it over to do 2.0 or NXT White and Gold if he did not think it was pretty cool. And he shows up a lot in NXT, because, of course, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, the best of buds. (laughs) probably the godfather of one of the kids might, might probably actually. i bet he is <laughs> neville's music starts and he goes under the ladder and gets his steam pyro because that is the pyro that he gets oh, but he just gave himself like so much bad luck you know exactly well in the in wwe the the faces always go under the ladder because they're daredevils and the heels right. always go around the ladder because they're chicken shits Todd says it is the largest audience Neville's ever competed in front of and I was thinking that cannot be right because he was like bigger on the indies before he came out here so they're just trying to to say that we got him first which isn't probably true do you think he means in front of like because of the TV audience too because oh maybe that could be true that's gotta be right that's gotta be what he meant I think that would make more sense here comes Bo with awesome music, Bo Leave. That's right. The longest reigning NXT champion ever. I think that record still stands. Folks at home, let me know if I'm forgetting somebody. Finn had a really long reign, but he might, Bo might still be the longest reigning champion ever. Uh, <laughs> he looks at the ladders a bit with a bit some anxiety, and he walks yeah, he around does. the big he, ladder. He really does. He cheers for himself. He's essentially doing the Tim Tebow thing as he kind of runs to the... I, I love how, like, overly hyped he gets and stuff like oh, that, Oh, yeah. Too. It's, a, it's a really good character. They stare each other down. HBK shakes both of their hands. So, I, you know, they did do the thing. Like, and, 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 of course, Triple H called in everybody to help him out. So, like, Stephanie did the thing with the women. It probably would have made more sense to have, like, Trish do that. Yeah. It or, really would have... Or it even, really like, would have worked better. Or even have Moolah or Mae Young show up. Oh, sure. Or one of the other, like you know women from from the past but stephanie's fine and then and i and i get having hbk because like it's a ladder match and and everything too right brandy introduces them with the cool lighting so nxt of course doing something cool again they turn off all the lights they put on this like blue lighting 
Uh, yes. To, or like kind of like bluish spotlight that makes it look like very like cool, a very cool color, like a temperature cool color. Right. On them. It illuminates the NXT title belt, which is a odd belt. It's got this big, it's a big X but yes. it's got the like the letter the little a little n and a little t too it's an interesting looking championship belt mm-hmm. no i find it i find it interesting because bo never really turns heel right but you're saying that i mean he he's a heel like... here he is because okay. he cheats he cheats he's he he takes shortcuts he's a heel right yeah. it's just that blue lighting and then with his face down and that giant grin that's the point he yeah. reminds me of like a insane person yeah i think that's um, the point <laughs> definitely a bray wyatt family member yeah absolutely <laughs> uncle howdy probably oh uncle howdy yeah i don't think you've watched any of the uncle howdy i have stuff. not the hell is that uh, people thought that uncle howdy was bo dallas there was he had this guy in a mask and a top hat and people were like it's probably bo because it, it needed to look like bray yeah. so it was like he probably just got Bo to do it, cause like like I said, like Bo's either married or, at the very least, living on a farm with Liv Morgan, so he's still <laughs> with the company. Brandy introduces them, the crowd chants Bo, or No, and I couldn't tell which one they were chanting. So well, Rachel, if you could tell yeah. me, are, are you, you saying Boo or, or Booers? Boo are you saying Bo or Boo? You know, I feel like it's one of those things. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's one of those things where if you start thinking Bo, you hear Bo. If you start thinking no, you hear no. You hear no. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those because I have a feeling both chants were happening. Probably. Because I guarantee you there is a hipster side of the crowd that has turned all the way back. And now we're fans of Bo because he's so good at being a goody, too ridiculous del- delusional heel. Yeah. Yeah. They go to the corners. The announcers wait till the bell rings, and here we go. Neither have been in, a, in this match, in a ladder match. Real question is, how do you prepare for a ladder match like this? Neville flips across the ring. He kicks Bo. He puts him down. He goes to the top. Bo rolls out of the ring. When Neville comes over to go after Bo, though, Bo trips Neville and punches and stomps him. Regal says he thinks Bo only acts the way he does to get under people's skin. Mm-hmm. that he knows what he's doing and that he's doing it as a way to just kind of like get under the opponent's skin, get under the fan's skin, that kind of thing. And I think Byron disagrees and says, no, he wants to be a role model. And Regal's like, no, 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 no. I, I truly think he is doing it on purpose because he thinks that that gives him like a psychological advantage. Sure. At some point, there was a rumor that Vince and company thought that Bo was too flabby. And, like, I'm looking at him, I'm like, yeah, I guess next to Neville, but, the, but like... <laughs> the heck are they talking what about? What are you talking about? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I disagree. Bo, Bo is has Neville by the arm, and he's elbowing him in the face while keeping him in this arm lock. Pretty good moves. Very heelish here because it's very deliberate. The belt looks really high up. They do this, like, pan back where you see the mm-hmm. whole ring, and it's like, man, that thing is, like up there right you need the tall ladder for that one Bo hangs neville on the ropes to get his foot caught in the ropes so that he can go get the ladder unimpeded and as Bo goes out to get the ladder neville frees himself and as Bo is putting it in the ring neville baseball slides into him and kind of kicks him back and then he does a plancha over the top rope 
Yep. <laughs> it gets some good moves. Yeah, it starts punching on him and all this kind of stuff. Neville throws the ladder into the ring. Neville has his back turned. Bo then slams Neville into the steps. And Bo traps Neville's arm into the ring skirt. Ugh. And so, like, he can punch him with, like, his arm caught in the ring the ring skirt. Uh, right. So it's I think like... you, could, you could get that out of there, but I guess if you I got your arm think... caught under, like, a, one of the wires that's, like, on the skirt of the ring, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Anytime you get, like, your arm caught in anything, I'm always like, I'm going to break my arm. I'm going to break it the no, second I, it gets yeah, caught in something. Hear, and you're yeah. just like, <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's, a weird, it's, a, it's a weird phobia, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yes. I completely understand your point. Bo goes to go get another ladder. There's some dork at ringside trying to plug his podcast. <laughs> so, folks at home, if you go to any of these shows, shelf like podcast poster. Because if yeah. this jackass can do it, do then we it. Can. <laughs> Bo tries to go headfirst into Neville, but he moves and the ladder yeah. slides into the ring. I always love when they're able to do these moves because they can like go full force with them. Yes. So he, like, throws this ladder into the ring. Yes, like, hard. Like, if he would have missed, his face would have just been bloody. <laughs> yeah, he would have busted open his face. Broken nose. Bo goes for a DDT. Neville counters into a backdrop on the outside onto the ramp. Bo Dallas does this great selling where his eyes, like, bulge out, like... <gasps> Kind of like a like a wind got knocked out. Yeah, he does like a fish out of water. Is that what you were going for? Either way, he looks. (laughs) It looks like it looks like he really hurts him. Neville's bulging like in um, Total Recall. Yes, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with the Total Recall with the eyes. Those that scene is so creepy to me when they're outside on Mars. And (laughs) is that one on the list? That one's got to be on the list, right? It has to be. Yeah. We could we could do a whole season of Arnold. It's <laughs> the season of Arnold. <laughs> the Arnold volume. Interesting. I like it. Neville sets a ladder up in the ring. Bo throws another one at him to knock him off. I liked that. <laughs> yes. that, was, that was fun because just throw the ladder at him. The crowd, because they're jackasses, because they're the NXT crowd. Of they're course. great and they're annoying at the same time. I love the NXT yes. crowd and sometimes I hate the NXT crowd. They start chanting, "We want tables." It's like fuck you yeah, guys. It's a ladder. We get match. it. It's just just go with the ladders for now. Was that where you knew I was going to say that they were obnoxious? One of the shitty? times. Yeah. yeah. Do, you remember, do you remember any of the other ones? I don't. I, okay. Bo pins Neville under the ladder and starts climbing, and then yeah, that's ne- great. They do a spot here where Neville, using like his leg strength, yes. pushes the ladder up and flips the ladder, and it throws Bo off. And then the ladder. I don't think this was supposed to happen. Hits Bo on the way down. Right. Because, <laughs> like, the ref even has to do that, like, you okay? You to can... him on the outside. You all right? <laughs> Neville... I wonder what the safe word is. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good That's a good question. I'm sure that there's wrestlers at home. Please let us know. There's got to be, like, common words, right? Like, I'm, bus- I'm busted, I think, is when you get, you know, bleeding the bleeding. hard way. That would make sense. Yeah, but I don't know if, like... It actually hit you, and you're like, "Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have colors. They say the colors. Like... Well, they throw up the X if somebody's really hurt, but I think yeah. they have to do something different well, see, now because th- everyone that, knows about that... that. See, but that's what I I freaked out earlier. I didn't mention this, but like during the the page match, 
she was laying on the ground with the X over her chest. And I was like, uh, did she get hurt for a second? Is she okay? Hmm. Like, I wonder Maybe. if she got, like, knocked out Wait, for a second. got the wind knocked out of her? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she ha- she laid there for a few seconds. The, the ref was, like, talking to her, and she had the, the X over her chest. Oh, I missed that. Which, yeah, I mean, that's, it did, it, it you're supposed to, like, it's for time. the wrestlers and the refs to know that, so, yeah, maybe, maybe she got the wind knocked out of her. <laughs> so it's just interesting. Well, glad that you caught that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Neville climbs the ladder, Bo shoves him off, and then Neville falls into the ropes on that shove off. Both yep. men are down. They play tug of war with the ladder, I thought this was good, and then, because Bo is smart, he runs forward. Yes. Instead of trying to pull, and it shoves Neville into the corner, and then the one edge end of the ladder goes into Neville's gut. Yes, I like that. Bo is smart. I like that's a that's a he good. Gets, he's pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. a Bocahontas chant. Neville <laughs> does a no comment. <laughs> no, no comment. Not touching that one. Someone's got a sign that's that says Bocahontas with Bo's face. The hell does that mean? Uh, too. I don't know. It must have been an NXT. They're in Florida, folks. They're in Orlando. So, you know. Anyways. We almost went to an NXT show once. Remember, we looked we up. We really did. We were going to go because we it was there. And it was uh, it was sold out. We couldn't get there. It was. We were almost going to get to be, be there. That would have been hilarious. I really want to go back and like know what was filming would have been like UE Gargano era, I think, when we were going to Probably. Go. Neville does a sweet flip. So, like, he's, he's like, Bo's got his legs. He goes to, like, do, like, a, like, to, like, pull him up to, like, almost do, like, a monkey flip kind of thing. Or, like, just kind of, mm-hmm. like, pull his legs off. But Neville is so sprot, like, springy that he, like, just springs right to his feet. Then he uses the ladder to do a tornado DDT, which was kind of cool. Oh, and yeah. and Bo uh, does a great sell because he, like, spikes his head into the ground. Right. Neville climbs the ladder. Bo tries to stop him. They fight again. Neville falls down. The ladder falls on him. So, again, mm-hmm. the ladder falls on somebody. <laughs> I mean, I would expect a lot of actual ladder hitting you. You're going to be bruised the next day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Type of I mean, stuff. They're, they're swinging and doing this stuff for sure. Right. Uh, it's fake, of course, because it's, of course, it's fake. It's wrestling. It's really fake. But... They still have to be pretty but good with the ladders. you actually are still being athletic, and you're still getting hit with stuff sometimes, uh-huh. so... The ref had to check on him after that one. There's a guy caught. I caught yawning in the crowd. Oh, jeez. It was a long night, I guess. Yeah, but, you know... It happened. It would happen to me, too. Yeah, like, I, I, I'd be trying my best to, like, give them the support, but it's like, it's long. But it's not a great sign. But maybe it was just a long night. Bo starts clotheslining Neville into the corner. And then Bo goes for a bulldog. Neville counters and shoves Bo into the ladder in the corner. At this point, I said, I think they're losing the crown a little bit. The crowd's tired or not as into it as they want him to be. They're just not quite there. Neville starts to climb. Bo follows him and they fight at the top. And then Bo slams him forward into the ladder a few times. If I'm thinking about physics, like if it wasn't fake, I I don't know how this would really work. Because wouldn't you like cause the ladder to fall? Because, like, you're, they're really the ramming balance. him. Yeah, yeah, the balance, I think, would get thrown off, at least. But he does it a few times, and then they both kind of come off the ladder. Bo tries to throw Neville to the outside, but Neville kicks Bo in the face, climbs the top rope. Bo, though, 
gets up right away and just hurls Neville off the top rope. <laughs> Neville's back hits the hits the ring apron too. I thought that was a good spot there. No, it's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Anything where it's like they're flipping off of the the ladder is always great. <laughs> Byron was about to say oh, the, here comes the man that Gravity forgot. But as he's doing that, Bo hits him off. So he goes, well, Gravity didn't forget him on that one. <laughs> it's a good, good line, Saxton. Sometimes, uh, actually, I don't know if out. it was, I don't know if it was Phillips or Saxton, but I think it was Saxton. So Bo is like, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to go climb the ladder. So they do, they do the thing and they do this in ladder matches all the time. And I get it. It's it's like the psychology of wrestling, but like yeah. it does see it's it's a hard line to walk to make it not seem fake because you're like struggling to like climb the ladder. Yes. But if you got the shit beaten out of you, like you it would is be hard pretty. To climb a ladder. You'd be ginger. You're ginger when climbing a ladder in real life, just normally. Right. So like if you're hurt and the ladder's a little shaky because it's been used as a weapon, yes, you'd be a little shaky on it. So I kind of i'm okay with it you have to be good about it right bo starts climbing the ladder but as he does i figured you liked this one rachel out of nowhere neville just jumps from outside of the ring over the ropes <laughs> yes and onto the ladder and i think because bo was holding the bottom of the ladder it stays in place oh my it god looks very cool it's great very cool very cool he passes Bo on the way up. So now Neville's trying to trying to grab it. But Bo comes up. He starts clubbering him in the back. And he's going to German suplex him off this ladder. Which I don't think I've ever seen. Because I think it would kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. A great little spot for Neville there. That was very clever. Bo goes off the ladder. He gets Neville into a powerbomb position. And he buckle bombs Neville into the ladder. Which looks yes. painful. Oh my gosh. Bo goes for a hit. Neville counters and power slams him into the ladder. Right. So now Neville has, (laughs) everyone's exhausted, including me and Rachel. And Neville is like, okay, I've got you down. I'm taking you out. So he tosses the other ladder out. He goes to the top rope and he gives him the, now he calls it the black arrow, but he gives him the red arrow, which is a really fun looking like spinning splash. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a six, seven. I don't know how many degrees he goes, but Couldn't it's like tell you. it's it's great though. But he does the black arrow into the legs of the ladder and Bo Dallas. NXT chants break out at this point, so they they got the crowd. They got back. him back. Yep. <laughs> that's that's a sign of good, you know, wrestlers. It's a really good move. The black arrow is an awesome move. Bo ends up rolling out to the outside of the ring. Neville climbs the ladder. The crowd is chanting yes, because that's what the crowds were well, doing in 2014. And well, they, yes. they do it now. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo the guy with rolls... the yes, yes, yes shirt that I have on in the Yeah, in he's the in the crowd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bo rolls in and tries to climb, but it's too late. Neville has already got the belt. And he, he flew is the up champion. that ladder. Yeah, I by like the that. Way. Yeah, I like that he. It was like his last chance of adrenaline or something like that. Regal says it's nights like this that make him proud to be in wrestling, and that he got to see a star made tonight in Neville. The smoke pyro is going off as Neville sits on top of the ladder, and they declare him the face of the next generation. Well, he got to be the face of NXT for a while. 
for a little. And now he's the <laughs> bastard in That's AEW. Right. They were asking for no more bow, and now Neville is the champ, says one of the announcers. He celebrates on top of the ladder as they do some replays of everything. Regal says he's proud of Neville. He's proud mm-hmm. of being in, in NXT, and he's the fourth NXT champion because the first three, like we said, Seth Rollins, Biggie, Bo Dallas, yep. and now Adrian Neville. They show Ooh. John <laughs> Cena. Yeah, just John Cena in the crowd. Okay, John Cena, if you take him out of the context that John Cena is supposed to be in, which is a professional wrestling ring, or in his professional wrestling attire, which for those of you that don't know, consists of an oversized t-shirt and jorts. And sweatbands. Yes. And usually a hat. (laughs) Usually a hat. If he's not wearing that, he is an odd, odd looking man. I will also accept the Peacemaker uniform, but outside of that, (laughs) he looks so weird. And this is no different. He looks bizarre in this suit. I feel like if you put... Standing next to these Yeah, he is truly, like, he is surrounded by just normal looking people like very <laughs> normal looking people but if you put any wrestler in a in a in a suit we had a triple h at the beginning here doing his shoulder thing in a yeah, suit you're right. like they all look very yeah. odd because Many they're very large individuals yeah. yeah it's just very strange to see john cena trying to be yeah, like john yes, cena himself though yeah. i approve of this i approve <laughs> this john cena He's just trying to be Triple H there. He's he's, he's working it in a little bit. <laughs> the tri- John, it's Paul. <laughs> I have a favor to ask. Can you come down to Orlando and just sort of stand in the crowd for a few seconds? I think I could do that. I could do that for you. That'd be do fine. You to, do I have to wear a five-piece suit, a three-piece suit? What do you think? Do we need my, 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 like, my attire? Am I going to wrestle? I mean, it could just be a t-shirt. It's not that big. I'll wear a suit. I'll wear a suit. I'll wear a suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get the suit on. It'd be great. John Cena was a part of Total Bellas because he was dating Nikki at one point. Right. Very odd reality show because it was the Bella Twins with John Cena and Daniel Bryan. <laughs> so weird. And they would do these scenes where... Bree and Brian would come over to dinner and <laughs> it sounds like a weird skit is happening and John Cena would insist that everyone wears formal attire <laughs> maybe he just likes wearing formal attire I guess so I don't know. He seems like an odd man. The point that they're trying to get across here is that John Cena is supposed to be, like, afraid of Neville. Because, like, wow, look at this next generation. I have to step up my game. Right. Now, in reality, of course, that's not true. John Cena is John Cena, and he's always going to be John Cena. Right. In storyline, it almost works. Because sure. he fights Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. They fuck that up. And then he becomes... The following year, he becomes this work rate guy where he's having these great matches with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> so it almost it almost kind of works where John Cena is like, that's it. I'm taking out the next generation. Sure. 
it really does make sense for if you like put it in that context the only problem is they needed to probably eventually turn him heel by like having him be like afraid of the nxt guys sure they never were going to get to that point of course because they were never going to turn around heel. no so that's it neville celebrates and they go off the air kind of saying like we'll bring you the next generation the next generation of stars has arrived and nxt has arrived it's arrived <laughs> in fact they they said they say the story is just beginning it's not the end the story is just beginning right and that brings us to the end of NXT Arrival. Which means that it is time, once again, for us to decide whether or not NXT Arrival has shelf life. So, Rachel, because it is wrestling, because there are individual stories going on in between this, you are allowed to put individual matches on the shelf, or you can put the whole show on the shelf if the whole show made it. Do you want me to start? Or do you want you to start? You can start since okay. this is like yeah my thing because it's wrestling. Your thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think it's okay. I think the show is fine Ooh. from a historical standpoint. Of course, it's like a wrestling promotion that that I really enjoy, and I've got the NXT stuff because I was not into WWE after Daniel Bryan got hurt. I was into NXT. And right. that was that was it. I didn't watch WWE. I watched NXT. So seeing like the first their first big show, of course, you know it, it, it's historic for that context. So it feels like it needs to be somewhere. I don't think it's shelf worthy though as a show. Mm, I think okay. it's in the box for me. I I, I think it's one where okay because mm-hmm. I think I can't put it on the shelf because it's not. It doesn't have enough like big moments or big matches for me like sure. yeah it's got neville winning the title but that's it, it's not a great ladder match it's like a fine ladder match page versus emma is very good so that elevates it of course sammy and cesaro though is on the shelf the, that, that match, match is on the shelf i would go i'll go back and watch that match a hundred times in my life i'm sure i would encourage any everyone if you don't want to watch the whole show watch that match probably go watch page and emma too but the Sammy and Cesaro match for sure. So for me, it's 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 good. It's a good start. We are going to get in, into shows where they're absolutely on the shelf from top to bottom, even if they have a match or two in the middle that that wouldn't make the shelf individually, but the show would. Like I had to amend with you, like when you put Royal Rumble on the shelf, and I was like, oh, I don't know, only one match is great. And then I was like, no, wait, it was a good show. <laughs> It was a good show. The show itself, So though. that show should have... I was wrong. The show should have been on the shelf. You were right. In this case, I don't think I'm wrong for my own opinion. I think it's just in the box uh, versus, yeah. like, on the shelf. Sure. And, I, and I've got that Blu-ray with matches from all over this timeline. So I feel like I, I, I'm going to agree with you about the box idea because there are... Rachel we, loves like, that very, we have the box so that we can be the like, and eh, the fence. I, I created the box, damn it. Um, I created <laughs> the box. Say it like this. I, I, the thing is, is that there, there's, there were weak points. It kind of fizzled a little bit at the end it sparked a little bit back up because they were trying to bring back the the hype but it did feel a little tired by the end but yeah those those definitely those two matches with sammy and 
I was gonna say Gargano, and I'm I like, know. that's not right. <laughs> Sammy and <laughs> now I can't think of his name again. Sammy and Cesaro, and then the Paige and Emma match. Like I really liked those. Those yeah. were really good. The one between was unnecessary, and then like, <laughs> necessary. <laughs> uh, they were kind of forgettable. You know, the, you have the three main matches, which was the Sammy and Cesaro, the Paige and Emma, and then the ladder match at the end with 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 Bo and Neville, and then everything else kind of just disappears. <laughs> Yeah. You kind of forget it. It's a little forgettable. So that's why I'm going to put in the box and say that those two those two matches were definitely shelf-worthy, but the rest of it kind of just fizzles. Yeah. I don't even know. Would it be in a box? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, the whole the whole show i mean like i said like, I'm, putting, you I'm putting it, it in. you're putting it in there it does make sense history wise that yeah. it should just be like this is the start this so the i start. do like that yeah. idea otherwise it is a kind of a fizzle yeah the show yeah so it's like if you want it there for like here's the beginning here's the first one yeah sure but if uh if you're thinking about it as a show stand alone by itself you're not putting it in the box either no not really yeah yeah but sammy and cesaro that, that helps put it in the box you put <laughs> you put you putting Paige and emma on the shelf too or you or just sammy and cesaro for you personally I'm d- let me think <laughs> like i said i i i think their 2013 match is better but this is probably a better story. So I don't know if I put that I like I liked the story of it. Like you were saying there are a lot of there are a lot of like moves where it's just like the holds. I'm mm-hmm. I'm definitely more of a give me the acrobatics. Like the yeah. I like the acrobatics. So I I mean so the ex- like there wasn't as much like ah excitement like where it would like raise up and like you'd get excited and you pop. It's more of like the tension match mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i mean it was really good but there were, it was more of a tension match so maybe that would be a more of a, a box than a than a shelf yeah but yeah i mean I, I still thought it was really good and i like those characters so it's hard not to be like well i could you know yeah. i might be able to put it up there yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah it can be in the box <laughs> we've covered it we have covered our first nxt show i have no idea how that was gonna go but there are our podcast out there that covered NXT as it happened. I don't know if there's anybody out there doing a retrospective yet on NXT. <laughs> so that'll be an interesting thing. We, of course, will continue covering NXT in future episodes. Uh, we'll come back to wrestling in future volumes, of course, as well. But see what's next on the list for us when it comes to wrestling. Probably not NXT. It might be a double turn in the future here. We'll have to see. Yeah. So that was nxt arrival cross it off the list throw it off the shelf it's in the box i'm mckevin and i'm rachel and this is shelf life (laughs) did we even say our names at the beginning we must have i'm so tired Do you have a glass? I don't drink out of bottles.